Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Chris, back from, I don't know, Al, somewhere, who knows? And I'm joined today with the lovely uh, Jonesy Fritzel. How you doing, buddy? Jones, wow, you've done me like that. Jonesy Straight Fritz. in. That just, I know it looks like I'm in a basement, but I honestly am not. This is just a curtain. <laughs> there are, there are not people behind it. If ever that was like the least convincing thing, it's just the curtain. It's don't not look a sex beh- dungeon. Don't look behind the curtain. It's just a curtain. Ignore yeah, exactly. the mewling. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, but yeah, for those watching on YouTube, welcome. You might notice that there are only two of us on the screen. And if you are listening on a podcasting platform of your choice, you're only hearing two voices. And that is because the big man himself, hey, rest in peace, Jamie, uh, he's not with us. So, um, he ain't dead, is- don't worry. He's, uh, he's just a very busy man. Oh, yeah. Sorry, did, did I make it seem like you <laughs> departed this mortal realm? I was uh, going to do my Jamie impression for the or listeners to make so then they thought oh, Jamie Oh, please do. I love your Jamie impression. Dog. Hello, I'm Jamie. <laughs> it's Jamie, dog. <laughs> yeah, I love it because it's like a British bulldog, which yeah. I imagine if we had to convert ourselves to dog breeds, that's exactly what Jamie would be. I know it sounds nothing like Jamie, but I just take pleasure in doing it in front of him because he doesn't like it. <laughs> so yeah, he gets great. really annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what would you say, first off, before we get going any further, we're a gaming podcast, just for, for the newcomers, all like two of you, okay? <laughs> we talk about games here. We're going to be covering the um, Xbox conference that happened at the Summer Games Fest, a few other little bits and bobs. You know, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got like Starfield, some Diablo news, fucking yes, some Diablo news, Star, uh, fucking Silk Song, finally, we're no longer clowns, but going back to the dog question, because this is the important <laughs> stuff, right? We're front-loading it with the important stuff. If you had to be a relatable breed of dog, what would you be? I know what I think you would be, but I'd like to kind of get your feelings on it. What would I be? So we said, we said, we said Jamie's a British bulldog. Would you, would you agree British with that bulldog. assessment? I think that's probably pretty good. That or a Rottweiler. With the, with the jowly jowls. The I feel, yeah, I feel he could be Slobbering jowls, yeah. I think if you pissed him off, he could get a bit Rottweiler. So yeah. maybe he does see the red mist from time to time. So what would I yeah. be? I think I'd be a slightly chunky gold, golden retriever, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or just a lab, like a lab with a big fat swishy water tail. Yeah, I could imagine a Labrador rather than a golden retriever. I, I, every single golden retriever I've ever met has just been really dumb. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify you as a golden retriever. Oh, thanks. Um, I always get those two confused. Like they always look the same to me anyway. It's a golden yeah, retriever got longer hair. Yeah. It's just yeah, got longer hair. hair. And, and gold. And gold. Well, like blonde, but yeah. I, I'm thinking um, of like the, the white blonde, like Labradors are the ones that I've sort of seen. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking you'd probably be more like an Alsatian, Jonesy. Oh, I take that. Hell yeah. You kind of strike me as military ready. I mean, you are wearing a UNSC uh, t-shirt, are you not? I'm wearing, oh, there you go. There you go. Spartan Halo t-shirt. Um, yeah. I, what would you be? I was, I was try, I'm trying to think of this as you said it. And I if can't you really... say Chihuahua, I, I'm ending this friendship right now. Chihuahua. You scumbag, a Chihuahua. I would... Jamie would call me a Chihuahua, no, no fucking, no scum. And I'd be like, you son of a bitch. I want to. I want to say maybe like a Jack Russell, but I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a beardy dog, like the one with a, bit, a beardy um, dog. A beardy one. Uh, maybe yeah, like, like one of the, one of those Scotty dogs. I, I don't think so though. I, I 
No, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not up on my dog breeds enough. That's the. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So you might think I did say Jack uh, Russell because I'm suggesting that it's because you're small. It's not at all because of that. It's because Jack Russells are. Um, it's because I'm yappy. No, they're not. They're, this is the thing. Jack Russells aren't yappy. They're terriers, so they are. Like if you piss them off, they'll they'll be. They're nasty. They can be very <laughs> nasty. I once saw a Jack Russell like just. It lived with this massive Alsatian, and when they fought, the Jack Russell won every time because oh. it just it just yeah. went for the Alsatian and hung on, and the Alsatian would just cry and like go <laughs> get it off me, and you just had to like pull this little Jack Russell off. That, that's the thing about um, uh, dogs, isn't it? Though that they they're not they're not like smaller dog breeds are not aware of their size in relation to other dog breeds. <laughs> not at all. They think they're like oh, I'm one of them. I'm massive. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, I I can look at it. I can see it. Therefore, I'm the same size. It's also like we're, we're, <laughs> I love with dogs when they do something wrong and they just look away. They're just like, well, if you yeah. can't see me, it's like it's fine. Like, that, uh, my dog does that where she looks down. She yeah. if, you, if you tell her off, she just goes like, yeah. "You're not down there, so I'm not." In yeah, trouble yeah, anymore. you can't see me. So if if I can't see you, you can't see me. Fucking hell, dogs. What are they like? Okay, fella. There's been fucking Summer Games Fest. I haven't been around for much of it. I've been picking up trips and drabs. Um, I didn't watch the Summer Games Fest uh, commencement by good old Jeff Keighley, but it's okay because I did catch you and Jamie's podcast on it on a little channel called The Super Show. You may know of it. You may have heard it before, uh, you know, muttered in the hallways, whispered in hushed tones uh, within the cathedral walls. Uh, you know, we're available on all podcasting platforms. If you want to listen to Jamie and Jonesy expertly, I might add, talk and run down everything revealed at the Summer Games Fest commencement with Jeff Keighley. We are available on Spotify. Uh, what is it? Like Amazon Podcasts, uh, Deezer, iTunes. What else is there, Jonesy? Google, Google Podcasts. Podcasts. All and of them. Also, all the good ones and all the bad ones because, you know, we're, we're promiscuous like that. Um, so join us next week when we have our guest star, Nelly Furtado, who's going to sing <laughs> Promiscuous Girl as the intro. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're also available uh, Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Paisley Radio. That's paisleyradio.com. That's old school internet radio. You pop it on, you listen live. There's no forwarding. You can't skip ahead. You listen to it old school, analog style, except it's digital and on the internet. So it's the retro future. That's what it is, Jonesy. I like that. I'm all about retro future. I don't like Hell this future yeah. future, and I don't like this old shit. I like retro future. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's at. Nice. Uh, you can also catch us on YouTube if you want to uh, see our beautiful faces. Uh, and hey, maybe stick around. There might be a surprise. And there's no surprise. I'll just be drinking some Coke. Just <laughs> we'll drink some water. Uh, yeah. You, you just be staring at our faces. Like, I, 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 really? I had a slick new trim. So you could come to nice. YouTube and check that out. I, do you know, I was really tempted with like the Viking style, like shaved sides and then like the longer top. And I sort of suggested it to my wife and she looked at me like I was insane. Um, so I didn't do it. No, no good thing has ever come from asking your wife's opinion. Do you Not know your wife specifically, but a wife's <laughs> opinion. Do you know what's worse is as well? She didn't even say, it, it wasn't that she just said like, I don't think that would suit you. She said, why do you want to get that? so that you can fit in with the kids at our child's school. 
<laughs> I was like, what? And she said, because that's what hair, the hairstyle they all have and they're six. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm not getting that haircut now. You've what you should have done is just walk away in silence. Walk away in silence. I'm back with the, with the trimmers. Look her dead in the eye. Start trimming it. And, and then just starts very softly under your breath, just start saying, forever young, <laughs> I want to be. How unnerving would that be? I don't. I think. I think she'd just walk off and not give a shit. But, but <laughs> don't do it, Jonesy. Like, like every time I got like a, a phone upgrade, and they were like all these nice colors. My wife's like, "No, just get a black phone." What are you, twelve? I was like, <laughs> I want a green. I want a green phone. Oh, I get the wacky colors. I, the one I've got at the moment is just like the blue. But then I, I got the red. I think the last iPhone I got. Yeah, I remember the iPhone red. That was yeah. nice. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, even with the switch, I was like, "Oh, I like those neon colors." And my wife looked at me and said, "Like." child just get the black one i was like okay and i regret it and every time i get a phone that's black i regret it because <laughs> so a bit of color in your life i i completely agree with you i i enjoy embracing that sort of thing and i don't think it makes you childish i will however like to mention at this point something that i laughed not out loud i didn't lol i laughed in my head raucously and then ripped the piss out of these people um because yeah. i went to harry potter land with uh-huh. my, my yeah. wife and it was it was like i think it was like seven years ago um and we're there and there's like kids there adults there whatever and when you first go in through the door they have these two big doors to go into the hall and you can like pull the doors open and the person yeah, in front's yeah. like looking at all the young children is like is it anyone's birthday today would you like to come and open the big doors and i swear like two random adults like a woman and a bloke <laughs> who don't know each other just like muscle their way to the front and go oh yeah it's my birthday and like fight their way to get and to open the doors and so they did it with like then i think one kid who was like sheepishly didn't say the kids didn't say anything. They didn't be like, yeah, well, it's my birthday. Fucking ogres like running about, pushing them out of the way. Like Bruh. it was hilarious, man. It was like going to someone like Disney and then the adult was getting too into it. And you're like, you realize this is mostly for children, but, but like, you see, like, I, I, I don't mind adults getting into it. Like, you know, if I think to myself, like if I had to go to Disneyland and go to what's a galaxy's edge, like the star Wars thing, like I'd fucking geek out for sure. But, oh, yeah, yeah, no, but, but totally. At, but at no point, like, I think that w- the example that you said is when they get too into it and they forget that, like, actually, this is for kids, everybody. Like, for, so for me, like, the place, I really enjoyed, like, Harry Potter land. I th- I'm not a massive yeah, Harry Potter quality, fan. Yeah. I've never read the books, I, but I, I thought I, the I place fucking, was... So you've, I found, oh, you've been, like, five butterbeers. Oh, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so you've been as well. It is a cool-ass place, and I loved yeah. it, and I love seeing all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and my wife really enjoyed it. Like, she read all the books, she loves all the films. But it's the things like that that where it was like something for the kids and there are kids there and there are adults like, get out of it, child. When I'm like, dude, just let the kid, like they're five, you're 35. Let the child yeah. enjoy the moment. You could yeah. just come back on a work day, like just take a day off, come back when there's no kids here. Because this was like a Saturday. Like you don't need to be here today to do this, to ruin this kid's experience. But nah, yeah, we digress. Oh man, fucking scumbags. Oh, Although, although I I did that (laughs) once as well. Of course you did. Not that, but I'll, okay, I'll try and keep it short. I was in Universal Studios. I think I was 24. I was at Universal Studios with my, my older brother and his, uh, his wife. And they had like these little stores in um, Florida. 
In Florida, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They had these little uh, stool out the front where you could shoot a water pistol and if and you shoot the target, right? And you, you yeah, yeah. a little thing runs along. And if your little thing gets to the end before anyone else's, you win a prize. And so, and they had these big gingies from Shrek, right? Massive ones. And my brother's I'm wife- sorry, what? Gingy, you know, the gingerbread man from Shrek. Oh, the gingerbread man. Okay. Yeah. But it was a massive one. It's like, it's like this, you know, can't even see it. It's so big. And she was like, oh, I really want one of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so me and my brother go to the guy and I'm like, we want to win that. And the guy's like, no, you can't win that. You need um, uh, 10 people to play. And it's like $5 a go. You need 10 people to play to win that. And you've got to win. And then you get that. So then my brother and I, two British loudmouths running around <laughs> in Florida, just harassing American blokes and going, come on, come on, come play this game. Win, win a toy for your kid. And we managed to rile up eight, <laughs> eight American dudes to just yeah. play it. And their, and their kids This, this sounds like around. the start of a very, very... Um specific uh, video that I may or may not have seen <laughs> in the past weekend. It wasn't. But we, so we get them all to play and then multiple of, multiple of these dudes have got kids standing right behind them and they're, uh, the kid's going, Daddy, I want you to win me the big squishy toy or whatever. Um, <laughs> and so, and me and my brother now have the pressure on us because we have to win, the, we have to win the game. So we do yeah. the game it gets right to the end and my thing goes ding, ding, ding. I won the whole thing. And my brother just gets up and just starts going, yes, yes, in your face to the other dads. And I, and I just, I was so hyped. I was like, you suck to the other dads. <laughs> and the kids are just looking really dejected. And then my bro- my brother's wife's like, oh, thanks. I'll have the gingy. <laughs> so uh, we, she won it and she still got it. It's been Fair like enough. 10 years later. So I'm oh, just oh. as guilty. I'm going to sharp about that, that, um, Harry Potter thing because I'm just as bad and I forgot. So, you you absolute, you absolute scumbag! You filth! How dare you! It's the proudest That's... moment of my life. I won that thing, fair <laughs> and square. There you go. Fair, fair and square. Uh, well, from the proudest moment of your life, Josie, to surely what must be the proudest moment of Todd Howard's life, he got to finally unveil gameplay for Starfield, which was at the end of the Xbox conference. So this might be a hint to our listeners and our viewers that yes, we're not going game by game. We're just going to talk about what we want to talk about. Okay. You're not my fucking mom. I can do what I want. And this is what, this is how we're doing it. Okay. Don't ruin it. Don't fight me. I do what I want. It's better. Give give him the good stuff early on. Yeah. I'm having dessert first. So just deal with it. Okay. Because Starfield, I've been waiting for Starfield to be shown off in some capacity for a very long time. Um, And it's here now, Jonesy. And um, it made quite an impression. Some good reasons, some bad reasons. We had a bit of a chat, uh, Yumi and Jamie, on our um, very exclusive, very private WhatsApp group, and we had some we had some ideas. But effectively, Josie, we got fifteen minutes showing gameplay, character customization, dialogue, flying ships, planets, the promise of a thousand planets, which over a thousand planets, I think, over a thousand yeah, planets, hundred star systems. Yeah, which I think when, when Todd Howard said that. I, I'd like to think that there was a colossal, you know, a universal going around the world because do we really need a game, another game with like fucking a thousand planets that you can go on? Yes. Oh, we do. Okay, good. Uh, well, well, there you there you have it, folks. Uh, Alex Jones has <coughs> kind of set the record straight. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I I've done a bit of research into this because. In case anyone out there is interested, I have my own channel, Super Show Jonesy, on YouTube. Go check it out because I actually uploaded a video where uh, today where I collated some of the um, 
the facts that we got from the Bethesda showcase and an interview that Todd Howard has done um, about Starfield after the show. And one of the things he kind of clarified in that, which which made me sort of go, oh yeah, that totally makes sense, was he sort of said that one of the things in development with this game is they wanted to be able to say yes to the player. They wanted the player to be able to... if Because we've all had that moment when you say, can I do X? And when you can't, it kind of makes you like go, oh, all right, that's not quite as good as I was hoping. But when you can yeah. do it, it just, it's it's awesome. Like it can be something simple in a game, like can I sit on the chair? Like, can I go sit on that bench and just and just chill? And you, when you can, you're like, oh, okay, I like that they've let me do that. Or they know, you know, they know, it just it just speaks to you as a player and it says they know like what players yeah. do it like well, what Jonesy, they want to do. So can I sit on that chair? Yes. Can I get into that spaceship? Yes. Can I fly that spaceship? And Todd Hard was like, yes, you can customize and you can fly your spaceship. Can I get into my spaceship and fly through the atmosphere? Into hold space? on, hold on. Because <laughs> before you get onto that bit, <laughs> but so what he said was they want to be able to say yes. So one of the things they've done is they've used procedural generation um, uh, in a lot of ways in the game. But one thing they have done is they've, pr- they've procedurally generated a lot of sort of like barren dead worlds where there's still stuff to do and might be just a bit of mining resources. It, you could go and build a base there. You can land there, but it's not like a, it's nothing to do with like the main quest. There won't be any side yeah. campaigns on that planet. So when they say a thousand planets, I'm not that worried that it means that they've done a no man's sky like early on and just there's loads of planets with nothing on. I think it's, yeah. it's a case of in the universe, in the galaxy, whatever, most of the planets you see, I've got nothing on. So I'm kind yeah, of like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, actually, that's a very good point. That, that they are is, not hab- like inhabited. So yeah, as far because, as we're aware, because he did say, didn't he, that like you'll explore many planets, some barren, some just with resource, but some will be in the Goldilocks zone and can harbor life. Yes. So that, yeah, actually when you say that that's actually just what the universe is like, potentially that makes it, that kind of makes it feel better. And then it means can that, I, they can have yeah. moons around a planet and you can go to all of the moons and they might have different atmospheres and they might have different, might have no atmosphere. There might be hot, some might be hot, some might be cold, but they don't have to have anything on them. And he even said in the interview that he had with them, I think it was IGN, he was like, you can go there, you can walk around. If you want, you can just hang out, but you will then probably get a bit bored and say, do you know what? Let me go back to a planet with a main sort of storyline on it. Yeah. Some of the quests yeah. and go and do some of the actual content that they've written for this game. And they've written a hell of a lot of content, so. Yeah, I'm sure. And and I guess the kind of like off the path exploring would be after you follow the the route that the story takes you. It's like, hey, go to this planet and investigate this thing. And it's like you go there and then you do your like side quest, go, go jump, run over the hill and do your own kind of thing rather than in your spaceship saying, well, I want to go to this fucking planet or like uh, at this coordinate. No, you you might even find, for example, you could set up a base um, nearby to a planet that you don't necessarily like. Was it the Red Crimson Fleet, like the pirates? You might know that yeah, yeah. they're on this specific planet. I want a base nearby where I'm not with them, like on their planet. So I'm going to go to some random shitty moon and build a base there, which I, I think is great. Like doesn't have here's to be in population. Here's a question, Jonesy. Can you build a base on a small moon and build big enough rockets on that moon to propel it into the surface of the planet that it is orbiting. That would be wicked, wouldn't it, if you could do that? I'm, there is um, a game like that. It's called Planetary Annihilation. <laughs> right, well, yeah, as far as I'm aware, you cannot do that in, uh, in Starfleet. <laughs> well, so then you're not saying yes, Todd? No, Todd has not said yes to everything. But yeah. no, as you alluded to, one thing they haven't done and they have said no to is um, that sort of transition from planet surface to in orbit or into space. 
uh, that is not seamless. They will be cutting loading screens, whatever, a little landing um, uh, sequence or a takeoff sequence. Uh, and I've decided that is the best way to do it, how they've done <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, did, you did put a tweet about it, to which I replied, translation, Bud and his team didn't know how to get it to work properly, so they just added a loading screen. <laughs> but, okay, because the thing, the thing with it is, it is cool, and I do like it in like No Man's Sky. I do like it in Star Citizen. Um, but it is a slow. It, it does mean that... Yeah, it's, for, it's gimmicky, isn't it? Yeah. It is gimmicky in some ways, and it, there's nothing to do often in that zone. You effectively just come into the atmosphere, your ship slows right down, and then you have to go through the whole landing procedure, and it takes quite a while. And if you can make a much better game by separating those two things out and saying, no, this is spacefaring, this is on-planet stuff, and the twain shall not meet, I'm yeah, completely yeah. on board with it. And it was weird... Yeah. Because we saw this trailer, we saw the gameplay footage, and my first reaction was, wow, this looks like a slightly janky Bethesda game. Um, it looks whoa, whoa, like... Whoa. That, that's Bethesda, like slightly janky and Bethesda. You can't have one without the other. You can't. And there is something... But but we've all played like Fallout 3. We've all played like uh, Fallout 4. We've all enjoyed the hell out of Bethesda game, right? Um, yeah. And... I think taking this one step further than that, because that's obviously near future, but taking this one step further and saying, right, you want that kind of Bethesda future stuff, but you also now want to go into space. If they can have to separate those two things out and still give you the Bethesda experience, I'm totally on board with it. And if they need to do that by not allowing you to fly through the atmosphere and have it seamless and everything work perfectly in that sense, I'm yeah, I think it's nothing wrong with it at all. Jonesy, would it surprise you for me to tell you that I'm on board with you? Exactly the same way. Yes. Because I, I imagine I imagine that like the first time you get into your ship, it'll play some kind of a cutscene, potentially, hopefully, maybe, that shows that journey breaking through the atmosphere. Because it is a cool kind of experience. Yeah. But there is tedium involved, as we said. And, you know, once you do it once, twice, three times, the lady, the gimmick fucking work, you know, wears off and you're just kind of like, oh, I have to do this again. My only thing is, I really hope with the new fucking engine that Bethesda have carted out, which, to be fair, looks very much like the old engine, um, just with some bells and whistles, um, that the, those loading screens between getting into a ship and getting into space don't take that long. Obviously, with the, you know, the next gen slash what is now the current gen of consoles, where a lot of the stuff is relatively instantaneous, you hope that that's kind of the situation but on the other hand Bethesda are not necessarily known for optimization are they so, <laughs> I, I don't know I, I like I I can handle a loading screen I just hope it's not like fucking sat there just like yeah well, so I'm going to be in space now I'm imagining it's going to go the Spider-Man route of having like the cutscene covers that whole sort of loading and actually you might find that it ends up being a quicker process in that you get some cinematics to cover up the loading and yeah. actually that is a quicker thing than if you'd have taken off yourself flown up into the atmosphere yeah. like taken yeah. and so you it might be a bit like oh this is obviously a loading screen just covered with some cinematics of a ship flying here's, the here's a question for you Jonesy it, it, it's 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 futuristic right it's it's the future it's a uh, 300 inter- years in the future yeah yeah so it's like you know Cracked kind of interstellar travel, et cetera. Why couldn't they just say, oh yeah, there's like, I mean, just go with me on this, okay? Why isn't there something of saying like, oh yeah, there's a very specific kind of hyperdrive that just can automatically catapults you into the atmosphere and it takes all of two seconds. Just whoop, and you're there. 
I guess right? they could. I guess they could do, but I, maybe it's, maybe it's because they need to hide stuff in those. <laughs> yeah, most loading in the it, it's the it's the Mass Effect elevator uh, effect, isn't it? It's like yeah, we'll load shit. You could do like a cutscene or something. Well, we're loading stuff. We're loading stuff. We're, yeah, we're, it's it's you sneaking through a like through sneaking through a gap in a game where you're like, why am I going through this random shitty gap again? <laughs> I was because it's loading shit. But yeah, I also as well, I don't know enough about game development, but I have to wonder that the engine uh, maybe operates in two different ways. So when you're in space and when you're on the ground, I don't think ground, it does, Jonesy. No, because you, I mean, you must be able to tweak the settings in the engine <laughs> more if you sort of de- delineate from one to the other. If that makes sense, like is that not some someone in the comments? Let me know because I would love to know this. Is there a thing like whereby you need to you need to have a break for the engine to say right, this is one uh, set of rules and this is another set of rules? So like the walking and stuff, and the engine, the way that it does walking, it does whatever. Um, the way it uses physics, gravity, blah blah blah, has to operate differently I, on the ground. I don't think, I don't as think it does that matters. To- I, I think the only difference is just loading and unloading parts of whatever you're playing, right? Oh, okay, right. So it doesn't need so, to, it doesn't need a cut necessarily from one Yeah, to so another. it's almost saying like, okay, well, you don't need anything that has to do with the planet anymore. Now you just need stuff to do with space. And it's like, dump all of the planet stuff, bring in all the space stuff. Right. Because there's some, some sense, know, like if you had an engine we're, we're that was really, devs. if you had an engine that was really good at like space sim games, um, and you had an engine that was really good at like uh, free roaming RPGs on the ground, could you not stitch two engines together? Does everything have to be in one engine? Can you go? Can you hot swap uh, I engine don't know. to engine? You, you, I don't you, know. You are, you are entering the realm of making us sound and look and be extremely stupid. So let's just move on. Let's move on. Um, but no, so there's a couple other things that are cool about the game that uh, I really like the sound of. So you can land anywhere on any planet. Um, you don't have yeah. to just land at like a certain city. Yeah, like as you said, Chris, you can customize, as base building, you can customize your ships. Um, one thing I need to know is can you get up? and walk around on your ship when you're in space. Yes, because I believe you You actually tweeted at Todd Howard. I did. To I did. try and get the answer. And they didn't, I love, re- it didn't reply. I, I love the balls on you, Jonesy. Like, it never changed. I dude, need to know. Yeah. I, well, I wanted to know, because there was, a, there was a shot in the trailer where the ship is docked with another ship, um, and yeah. it actually has a button to say, stand up. And so that suggests that you can, but then is that because you're docked and you can do that when docked, but you can't do yeah, it? Yeah, maybe. It might be like contextual, right? Like, yes, Pre- you're docked precisely. into a space station, so now you need to physically get up and go into the space station. Cause maybe. Because another thing they said was like Mass Effect style, you can have a crew on board your ship, you can do smuggling, you can sort of like, you're going to be, um, you can steal other people's ships, which is wicked. Like the fact that yeah. you can maybe dock with another ship, nick their ship is hilarious. Like, I love that. Um yeah, yeah. I, I like I like shit like that, and I like the the whole faction things, which you know it, it's it's very Bethesda. I, I I think the thing that kind of struck me the most was, at least at the very start of the kind of like showing off of this, it's like, oh, it's a Bethesda game. I didn't know what what else I was expecting. I did it's the like, same yep, that's, thing. That's kind of like Skyrim or Fallout in space. It's like, mm-hmm, that's a Bethesda game. Yeah, I I, I think it's because like, you know. It's it's the symptom of kind of listening to what Todd Howard has to say, right? Because he always bigs up things. And to be fair, sometimes he backs it up, but a lot of the times he just kind of doesn't. But, it, you know, t- the way he's been talking about Starfield, about how it's like, it's the game that they've wanted to make since they, like, start, he started working at Bethesda. The technology has never been there. Finally, they've got the new engine. They're sorting it out. They, they've had all this time and resource put into it. And, you know... This is the culmination. This is the Bethesda game to end all Bethesda games. 
And then they show off the trailer. I'm like, yeah, that's a Bethesda game. It's like, it's almost <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't break them. didn't seem to break the mold in any way that, you know, maybe it's broken the mold in way, ways that Bethesda have never done before. But in terms of like games out there, like I didn't see anything you can't do in other games. It's, it sounds like, I think this is what surprised a lot of people and it surprised me and then kind of made me take a step back and say, actually, I think it's fine, which was um, it's not breaking the mold and it does look very yeah. familiar and you're going to see some stiff-armed running from NPCs and some... Yeah, like, there, was, there was some jank in that. And some weird eyes, gameplay. like, <laughs> looking at you, like, going, hey, and getting too close to you. You're going to get, like... But to be fair, I, I, love, I do love that shit. I do love that shit. But th- that's what I was going to say. So, like, we've all, like, Skyrim is an incredible game, right? The Elder Scrolls in general, like, people absolutely love. Uh, Fallout 3 was incredible. Everyone loves New Vegas. I have never played it, but I don't know. Fallout 4 was was great. There is all that jazz. That was my game into, of the year, that year. It was your game of the year. Like, when they get it right, and it all comes together as, a, as an RPG, you forgive all of that sort of slightly janky stuff because it's like, well, that's just part of the process. Like, yeah, because it clicks for you, right? It clicks, yeah. And and if they need to get the game done and you have to accept some of that, I think we're all happy to accept it. And in a weird way, I was suddenly like, I felt more at home with Starfield after seeing this this reveal. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a really good Bethesda game. That's 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 fine. Like That's great. Give me that. And then you tack you, on like you know, the space stuff as well. You know what's, you know what's sad though, Jonesy? <laughs> what's that? When was the last time there was a really good <coughs> Bethesda game? Oh, like Fallout, well, Fallout 4, right? Is the last one I would say. Seventy six yeah. was trash. So when did Fallout Four come out? Twenty fifteen. Fallout. Oh God, I don't even know. Oh, let's see. This is making me depressed now. Uh, fucking when did it come out? Where is it? Oh, Google, you've letting me. You're letting me down. <laughs> Obviously, like they've done a lot of stuff with Elder Scrolls. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Fuck me. Oh, I, I did. Mean, I like, got it in seven VR seven years ago. I bought it seven twice. years ago, Jonesy. Seven years. Twice. That's mad. That is mad. But, they, but obviously 76 came out. But then 76 was the problem with 76 in my mind was it had all the bad stuff of uh, Bethesda game. It had the jank. It had like the slightly weird um, NPCs. It had sort of like the, the you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The uncanny valley stuff with peoples and yeah. the weird eye shit. But then there was also no writing. There was no NPCs. Yeah, so there, so there was no good stuff of Bethesda game. Which you allow the bad stuff because of the good stuff. They went, here, have all the bad stuff. And we yeah. all went, why? It's terrible. And then- I'll, I'll still go on record as saying, like, I, did, I didn't mind Fallout 76. But then again, I didn't, like, I didn't play it. I just previewed it. The preview was fine. I enjoyed it. Right. But that's the difference, right, between previews. That's why you don't listen to reviews, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, then, then, then you know, the, it progressed and it showed off a little bit more about what you're doing, some of the characters, some of the story beats, um, some of the customization. And it was that's where it started to get a lot more interesting for me, I felt. Although, so you meet this like main like NPC that helps you, which is like a, a blonde haired woman, part of, um, like, what are they called? Constellation or whatever. Uh, and yes, United Constellation of Planets or something, isn't it? Yeah, come. Um, <laughs> con- constellation under the moon, come. Um, and her face just looked like, this just looks like fucking Fallout 4. Some of it, I, I, I was, was like, yeah, I, I, I was a little but, surprised. But then, but then they did some more story beat stuff. And then you go see some like vaguely Asian looking dude with like a really bad comb over. And like, I was like, oh, wow, his facial animation is actually really good. Like if you dig down to it, it's like, 
the fidelity there is like way better than that chick's face, but clearly that chick is going to be play a bigger part. So it didn't, it felt like it should have been the other way around. In terms <laughs> right. of, I, I don't know. So like clearly there's some weird stuff going on there, but yeah, man, like I'm, I'm so ready for another good Bethesda game. And I, I hope this is it, but not just for my sake, but for Bethesda as well. Well, I mean, I, I would. I mean, I know we're saying about like uh, Fallout Four was the last good one, but like Outer Worlds, obviously, was um, uh, a lot of the people, wasn't it, from Bethesda went on to make Outer Worlds, I believe, or some of them. And it, that well, no, that was uh, that was Obsidian, right? Which was sorry, the Obs- Fallout New Vegas people. New Vegas, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, and you could definitely sense the same kind of feel in in Outer Worlds, and that was almost. I almost was it was Obsidian. Thinking, I'm, I'm worried. It was something I, I know. There I'm was just kind of feeling, even though it was something here, to do Jamie's with eyes judging me. <laughs> I know it was. It was. I can't remember who it was, but it was a, people related to uh, Fallout. Yeah, and you could feel it when you played that game, but it wasn't like, and it was really good. Yeah, like, well, it was Obsidian. Okay, it was Obsidian. Obsidian. So Outer Worlds was really good, but it was not enough of that. It was not enough of um, free roaming in space. It was very much. Uh, you go to the next place and it was like yeah. a map that went, oh, you go there. And then you were just there. Um, you didn't get to do any of the space stuff. You didn't get to sort of like sim any of that kind of side of it, which I really wanted to do. It was because yeah. then it, it's well, cool jo- to go. Jonesy, the, the, the kind of elephant in the room is Outer Worlds 2 is the thing that's happening. And if they're saying like, oh, it, you know, you, you always think with a the sequel, they're going to take the stuff that people say, oh, I wish you could do X, Y, and Z. And they're going to build it into the game. Are they just make, Are they just making... Staff, like Obsidian's take on Staff. <laughs> that would be funny if that's basically what happened and then you had two games that were like super similar. Like we said, a lot of the thing with the Game Fest was horrors, like space horror games were a real thing. If uh, yeah. Yeah, you just end up with all yeah. the RPGs become Starfield. <laughs> but, but no, I, yeah. I, I, I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's coming in the next 12 months. We know it's in 2023. Oh, yeah, so. which is, a yeah, that, that was the big thing that uh, Xbox kept on like the, the drum that they kept on beating on this was like, Everything we're showing you here is available in the next 12 months, hopefully. But they didn't say it about Silk Song, which was really funny. Like, they, there was a couple of people who were like, is it coming out? Is it, it? Isn't it? Is it? Well, I'll talk about Silk Song when we get to that, that section. Um, but just sticking to Starfield a bit, the, the one thing I was maybe a little bit disappointed about, you, you look at those kind of like trailers before you got into the game, okay? Uh, you looked at the trailers and the reveals of Skyrim, and there's that, there's that, Okay, Skyrim, Fallout, Starfield, there's the hype and the anticipation around all of those titles when they were announced and shown off, etc. But when when I look at this, the showcase that they had for Skyrim, and I think of the showcase that they had for Fallout 4, where there was very much this kind of like wow factor, like this cool thing about it. Like I remember in Fallout 4, this is going to sound like really fucking stupid, and maybe I'm the only one that felt this way. but the way that they showed off the character creator where it's like, oh, you and your wife are like in the bathroom, shower's going, oh, yeah. like, and you're looking in the mirror and that's how you do character creation. It's like, that's so fucking cool. Like, yeah. I love shit like that. And then this one is like, oh yeah, you know, they've got like a little uh, sequence DNA strip genome fucking thing that was like your toggle essentially. Yes. But it's just, just menus. And I was like, you're kind of missing a bit of charm there, you know? A bit of that, but you know, I know what you mean. Um, a lot of that with Fallout 4, like a lot of the um, early stuff presentation before the game came out was set in that uh, town before the yeah. nukes yeah. even go like, off. Like say what you want about the game as a whole. You either like it or you don't. I loved it. But what you cannot deny <coughs> is that Fallout 4 had bucket loads of charm. 
Oh, whereas, it, was, it was so I, much character. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. fantastic. Whereas I kind of feel that like with Starfield, it's at least from what they've shown, the charm is there, but you kind of like have to look for it. Like it's very kind of like, as you'd imagine, like sterile-ish looking environments because that's kind of what spacecraft are like. It's not like... It seems more empty thing. vessel. Like... Yeah, yeah. It feels like maybe they're going much more for a... Um, you create your own story kind of thing that they wanted to get with Fall, with Fallout 76. Um, but with this, they've also got the 200,000 lines of dialogue, the 20 to 30 hours campaign that you go through. Because even even the story campaign itself, where they're saying, I think it's that you find these... Um, uh, the relics. The relics, like fragments yeah. of stuff, the artifacts scattered around the um, the galaxy. That is such a done thing in video it, games. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah. typical... I do wonder if part of it is yeah. Someone is, called Anita Sarkeesian. We've got tropes on the on the fucking <laughs> in, the, in our game. So you do wonder if if they're gonna slightly fall to the wrong side of just giving you a reason to mooch about, whereas less of you know like it was amazing the first time in Fallout Three when you walked outside and you went and found like that first city you know with the atom bomb sitting in the middle of it and you yeah. met all those people and that was incredible like it was a real experience um, yeah. like you said with Fallout Four when you sort of um, you you you're in your house with your wife and your kid and you like yeah you look in the mirror and you pick your face and you do all of that and you meet you know your neighbors and then you all run to the shelter like there yeah, was yeah. so much character in those games i am with you that this did seem devoid of that a bit but I i'm wonder, sure it'll be there but like yeah uh, right we had to search for it right i'm wondering if they just haven't shown it off yet but, the, but that's like the, they have the said trick there I I agree with you, but maybe they're maybe it's not ready. Maybe it's just not in the same state, and they're not ready to show it off because they have said they've got a number of those step out moments, like the you know the Bethesda yeah. um, like famous for like a step out moment. They've said they have multiples of them, so I do wonder if they do have them, um, but we just haven't been allowed to see them yet. Which maybe that's yeah. maybe that's not a bad thing, and when we get closer to release, we do see some more of that. Yeah. Um, because all that stuff like around Fallout that we did back in the day when we were like the pit. Oh, I, I was thinking about that yesterday, <laughs> actually. Yeah. We, so we, for those who don't know, back in our all-time gaming days, when we were still growing, like when we weren't anywhere thinking that we were kind of like, we didn't even know if we were going anywhere as a channel, but we were just, you know, we were trying and we we're doing different things and we hadn't had like any viral videos or anything like that. And Fallout 4 came out. It looked great to all of us. We we're like, we want to do a lot of content around this. It was the first time I think that we decided like, let's make a bunch of videos against a, a future game release rather than like just one video mm. here or there. And we did a series of stuff, but one of the things, Jonesy, to your credit, it was your idea through and through was six tips for surviving the wasteland. Yes. As a listicle. And then the idea was like, well, let's actually film some segments and- you know, <laughs> That was so much fun. And you were, yeah, the, you was, were the star. I was the star, baby. I, I grew a third arm, and that's <laughs> not a euphemism. That's a, a real thing that happened in that video, which, unfortunately, you can't watch anymore. No, unfortunately not. But I really do hope toward, uh, coming on toward uh, release, um, so I'm guessing like spring of 23, that there is more like that, more of the charm, more of the character gets sort of, um, gets talked, gets hyped up. Because- there will be. There will 100%. Like, I have 100% faith that there will be. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of system stuff now. It's a lot of what you're going to be doing. It's a lot of this is how the game functions. Uh, yeah, we just need to see more of that charm about um, yeah. get us really invested. Yeah, but the, you know, as usual with any Bethesda game or seemingly any game release these days, it wasn't without its uh, controversy. Obviously, we, we've spoken about a few things that maybe seemed a little bit odd to us, but overall, I think it's safe to say that you and I are pretty hyped for this. Yeah, but like 
I, I saw people were relieved that you have a silent protagonist and they're not speaking in the dialogue. And then, and I was like, oh, okay. It didn't really bother me either which way, but sure, I guess, you know, like not having a voice to it kind of um, makes things easier from a role-playing perspective. But then I saw this whole other subset of people on Twitter who like, fuck this, this is, this is so low effort. Why didn't they just voice the cat? And it's just like, geez, you really can't please anyone. There was another thing, like, obviously we said, why, oh, I said it at least, why do they need to be over a thousand planets for you to explore? You had a good point as to the reasoning for it, that they're not all going to be significant. But obviously by saying that there's going to be over a thousand planets that don't have the manpower to author all those planets. And as they said, they use a lot of procedural um, generation. So people are kind of up in arms about this. Well, oh, well, it's going to be shit. Like, how are they going to do that? Whereas Todd Howard has come out saying that Starfield has more handcrafted content than any other Bethesda game, which is not hard to imagine. But something to remind people, there was a um, there was a Brighton Develop conference, which is almost like a, a GDC kind of thing for, for the UK down in Brighton that they have every year. And... I don't remember which year it was, but it was a fair while ago. Todd Howard was there talking about uh, game design specifically. And they had been, he says that they had been using um, procedural generation in some way or form on like loads of their projects that you wouldn't even imagine how far back it goes. You know, you're talking like Daggerfall and, you know, Oblivion. And the idea is like, hey, if you thought Oblivion looked good as a world, then fine you're cool with procedurally yeah exactly they just procedurally generate it and then they just like go through the areas and say all right let's adjust this and make it look like this and okay let's carry on let's adjust that and tweak this and go and go and go and I go i think no like, man's sky has worried a lot of people when it comes to procedural generation because they've because of that and un- kind of understandably because people everyone's seen that clip where it's like uh what they intended <laughs> And it's like the, the, the grass and the palm and the, trees the, the and the dinosaurs. Music. <laughs> and then it was all messed up. Like, because that's what people, but then this is not that. Like, this, they have crafted the biggest city in New Atlantis that um, they've ever made in a Bethesda game. I think they have four, like, big cities across the game. They've got numerous, like, uh, outposts and bases and, and um, uh, space stations and all the different things like this. So it's not like... It's not like you're just going to be bumping into stuff that they have never seen before, which is the case with No Man's Sky. But No Man's Sky didn't have thousands of planets or hundreds of planets. Th- sorry, thousands of planets and hundreds of systems. It had millions of planets. They, yeah. You literally could not go to all of them. Maybe yeah, it was, even it was, billions. Like, it was ridiculous. Exactly. That's where it's like, <coughs> no, everything is procedurally generated. Nothing is crafted. Yes. Um, and I think that was maybe a little bit of their downfall, which obviously they've gotten a lot better. But also you've got to think about like the experience of the developers and what they're doing. Like before No Man's Sky, Hello Games did like, what was it like fucking Joe Danger or something? Right. Like, you know, like, yes, they came out with an incredibly ambitious game that fell short for a lot of people. They kept on working on it. It's a pretty good prospect right now. Yeah. And, and has been for quite a long time, actually. But yeah, like... Fair enough. And that, um, that actually led to another slight controversy, obviously, with Starfield, because you had the people saying, it looks just like No Man's Sky, which... Yeah, pe- people were banning about No Man's Skyrim. Right. But it, which it was a bit of a weird one, because I, I agree, like, it did look like No Man's Sky. Like, some of it really did. Um, Especially with the... With the um, with the resource gathering, I felt, and, the, and like, the base building. I was like, yeah, that's... Th- you've taken a page out of... 
their book there. But then you wonder, like, is that because realistically, how else can they do the resource gathering? Like, are they going to get an actual drill out and start like, like they're not going to do that? And then when you talk What's about the, bases, well, this, is, this is the thing, Jones. Like, it, it's the future. Why don't Why don't you just set your drones to work? That's a good, that's a really good point. Actually, they could have done it, something it, completely. In a different. way, though, they did kind of mention that, isn't it? Because they said, "Oh, when you build your bases, you can build <clears> um, like generators and resource gatherers, etc." Yeah, you can, but and like, you can get people to work in your bases, and you can have re- resource gathering bases. That's what they're yeah. there for. So you don't, you're maybe not going to be doing the No Man's Sky mining crap constantly for like you know however yeah. long. But it just kind of seems like they've gone from like that basic thing of like, oh yeah, you do it by hand until you have enough to build something, to do it for you. Yeah. They've gone to like one extreme, like the easy and then the advanced. But they didn't have that like middle ground where it would be like, oh yeah, you've got three drones at your disposal and you send them there, there and there and they'll gather those resources and they'll come back to you and then you can send them out again. That would have been a cool way. Going, because the, like, that's the, I think that's the thing that I dislike the most is like just sitting there with, with the fucking laser gun thing going, <laughs> oh, I'm gathering resources now. Scan, cool. scan the yeah. environment. There's some iron, go over. <laughs> the scan yeah, the environment. Like, okay, cool. Like, I just hope that that get past that, like, basic element of that quite quickly and yeah. go to more automated stuff soon because that does not, that shit does not appeal to me. It's funny though, because Jamie was making the same point in a different area last week, which he was saying like uh, about, you know, you'll be surprised there was a game where you had to cut down a tree to get wood. And I'm like, <laughs> it's it's true. Games have kind of got lazy in some sense with, they, they you know, they, oh, there are minerals on the floor, there's stone, oh, there's wood. You've got to get this to craft planks to do, like it's been in so many games now. So I I'm, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say this is like really like No Man's Sky just because there's one has got a mining laser and the other's got a mining laser. Like yeah, but you get these ubiquitous things. But you're hold right, on. you but, are right about the drone. They could have come up with a cool way of yeah, because this this, this is Absolutely. the back of the matter. When you were talking about that, I believe you were talking about tribes of Midgard. Okay, uh, coming off the back of uh, Jamie talking about like V Rising. Yeah, where it's like hey, there are these isometric games where there is survival resource gathering. And they follow the same kind of tropes. Yes. And you're like, yeah, okay. Those are smaller games. Those are indie games. This is a fucking <laughs> triple A game studio at the forefront of like what should be done in gaming. And what they can come up with is exactly the same thing. It would now you said where it. I get this is where I get a little bit disappointed about it. It's it's almost like saying to like a big Hollywood studio like fucking Disney or Warner Brothers or Universal and they just they just churn out the same shit over and over again, and it's like, why aren't they innovating? And so the I, actual innovators are the smaller ones. Like now, now you've said it, I've immediately <laughs> like it would have been really cool if like you see a bit where your guy lean, bends down. There's something to mine, and rather than meh, he bends down, puts a little thing on the floor, taps a button on the top, and it goes do 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 do, and then like there's a little robot that crawls over to it, like on tracks, goes meh, and then d- drills it itself, collects yeah. the resources, and then comes back to you. And then that would be that would have been like wicked if they had done something like that. And it would have been all really I'm saying. Mean. All I'm saying is, uh, Todd, I'm available. If you need me, a uh, creative director, just uh, as long as you can like meet my fee, I'm there for you, buddy. <laughs> but I'm I'm with you. I don't think this will be a very big part of the game. I think this is going to be early doors, early game stuff where you first get wherever. Because so the so if you if you watch the game trailer when you're creating your character i believe that the character creation tool in the corner has like argos extractors in the corner so i'm thinking that you are the way the game starts is you're employed as like a miner 
and you're on a planet, ah, okay, you're collecting yeah, resources, yeah. and then like you get attacked by maybe the Crimson Fleet, and then all hell breaks loose. So I don't think the mining resource collection I, is that going to be that big a deal. I think maybe like you said, it's going to be quite quickly that it goes to, oh, you can farm resources by building a base over here and have people do it for you. You don't need to do it yourself. And it becomes really um, inefficient to like go around with a mining laser and go, and cut shit out of rocks. <laughs> I hope it is because I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that in this game. I want to talk to weird-eyed NPCs. Yeah, exactly. With one eye over there and then one eye looking straight at you. I love yeah. that shit. Uh, okay, I, I, we, we could talk about Starfield fucking until <laughs> the cows come home, but maybe maybe let's move on. And before we... I, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, Jonesy, before we carry on with the Xbox stuff. How about a comment of the week? Just, just a, kind of like Ooh, a yes, palate cleanser, okay? Just some like lemon <coughs> sorbet, you know, so we can get into the rest of the stuff a little bit later. I'm ready. And I've got a comment coming in from just a guy. That's his name, just a guy. Or maybe it's just Agway. No. Agway. Just, just Agway. Uh, just Agway. And just Agway goes on to say, I can't believe The Last of Us remake is not an actual remake brackets, graphics are modern, and the combat would be improved, but they did not make new cutscenes. All the dialogue is the same recording and mocap from the original game. Resident Evil 2 and Final Fantasy VII were actual remakes. This is more of a fancy remaster, and they're charging 70 US dollars for this. Total crash, eh, crash, total cash grab. What are your thoughts on this, Jonesy? I love this comment because I love spicy takes, and this is pretty spicy. Um, Is it though? Is it as spicy as you think it is? I don't agree with it. Uh, so a remaster is obviously is taking the same old stuff and just putting in some higher res graphics and then slapping it on the same thing. Just because you're using mocap, which is just like data points for movement, doesn't mean to me at all that it's not a remaster. Because if you're using a new engine and you're using like new assets, just, I mean, when you make uh, a game, you could use stock mocap if you wanted. Like, you, do, you know, you Brilliant. can use mocap is mocap is just there because someone did the movement right and if you have the higher fidelity mocap why would you re-mocap it like i need a guy standing up but we're gonna do it again it's like dude i've already got all the data points for some dude standing up and it's perfect like you can use it for your remaster no we will record a new mocap artist like why it's it's completely irrelevant like that to me is separate anyway so that's that issue dealt with um Graphics, obviously, combat, they, they're both going to be improved. The movement stuff in the game, whilst they're using the same mocap, the way that they roll it into the remaster um, could feel very different. Like, just because they're yeah. using the same data to to create the animations doesn't mean it's going to feel exactly the same in the game itself. The cutscenes is a fair point. Um, but but if it's all going to be in an engine, then it's going to be just be... They are going to be new cutscenes, technically. But it, it's almost going to be like when they... When Hollywood redid uh, Psycho in when it was like early two thousands, but they just did a shot for shot remake, and then, a lot of people were like, "Well, what's the fucking point?" But I, but I kind of take a guy's point with the cutscenes in so far as if you don't touch the cutscenes and you just like slap the new engine on to the cutscene, you've got the same shots, the same way that the camera moves, the same uh, like. I mean, I don't know how far it goes, like the same lighting and stuff. Just, I mean, it is the remaster. You're right. It is in engine, so it will be a new cutscene, but it's going to be too much shot for shot remake. It's, it might, it's yeah. basically not like I want to see maybe a new director, um, not, not a new director, but a new take from the director to say, actually, 
the state of cinema has changed since we made this game. We want to crop tighter on that yeah. shot. We want yeah, to be more yeah. dynamic with some of these movements. Like I, I'm so I do kind of agree with the cutscene point. I do think it'd be nice to see some of those the way they present that stuff just like slightly reimagined yeah. a little bit. But then would that annoy yeah, but, people? Maybe that would annoy people. I don't know. It, it, the thing is, you can't please everyone, right? Like that, that's yeah. just the crux of it. But there is something very interesting that I want just a guy to remember: the Demon Souls remake, right? They fucking did such an, a phenomenal job there, critically acclaimed, full full price game, seventy dollars when it launched, whatever it was, and yet. Cutscenes were shot for shot the same, as far as I recall. Right. Um, and the the move sets that they use, so the let's say the swing movement from start to finish was exactly the same. Yeah. They could have changed it. They didn't want to because they wanted the game mechanically to feel exactly how it was before. Obviously, you get your quality of life improvements here and there, etc. You get the fancy new. Engine that they had, but you know that we're getting to the point where remake remaster. There's no fucking black and white on this, is there? I see. I think if it's a new engine, and if the assets are new, even if you're using the same data to give you things like from like mocap or for like the dialogue, to me that doesn't mean it's not a remake. That to me remaster means you used a, a. uh, an SD texture the first time around. Now you've got an HD texture, a slightly different texture. Or if and you're you abandoned, swapped. you use an 8K texture. Yes. And you just swap the assets out in the engine and then it just, when it does it, it just uses the new textures. Like that to me, it's all about, look, re- remaster is just, a, it's like when you remaster an, a sound uh, music. It's just like, it's the same recording. They just made it sound slightly better. Like I think yeah. remaster remake. I, th- I think this is a remake. It is a remake. I was trying to think. Well, also, the, um, it gets muddy because there is a remaster. So it's like. There is a remaster. Well, of course. Are, you're yeah, not going to say like remaster two. <laughs> no. But, and then it's, I remember like Crash Bandicoot when that was uh, remastered and we played it um, at work uh, when back in ATG days. That was crap because the way that they'd like remastered it, <laughs> some of the, some of the, um, the, what do you call them? The 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 boxes, like the collision hit, detection hit boxes. boxes. The hit hit boxes. collision detection, yeah. They weren't right, and it was a remaster. And maybe it's because they changed like the textures or whatever. But they, you could, you the game felt broken. Like you would bump into stuff when you could see that nothing actually collided with something, and it didn't quite work. But you don't not gonna have any of that problem with a remaster. Oh, sorry, a remake because they're actually going through and making every yeah. bit of the game again, and they can't get away with just going, oh well, we've just reskinned it. So if if it's like that, it's not our fault. Like yeah. no, they're 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 starting again from the ground up, and seventy dollars for a ground up game, even if they've used mocap, even if they use the same dialogue, I think is fine. I think this this is where I come across differently. Uh, so far, I've agreed with most of your points, but yeah, I think seventy dollars for this is maybe just a bit cheeky. But it depends on what they how end how up is doing. it cheeky? It's cheeky. It is cheeky. It's going to cost them a fortune to make it. It's going to cost them like a load to ship it and do whatever. They I don't still think it's going to cost them a the fortune cost. to make, though, Jonesy, because the, the development costs of the engine are done already because that was what uh, Last of Us Part Two was, yep. right? So all of that's done. All the mocap is done. So They've got to like, make the game, though. They still have to go and they still have to make, they yes, have to remake yes. the whole game. 
It just yeah, means I, that I, they can pull the mocap from a folder named labeled mocap, and instead of some bloke doing it downstairs the day before, they've got it from <laughs> a few years ago. Like that's the only and the dialogue. Same with the dialogue. It's not going to save them a butt ton of money because they've got yeah. mocap and dialogue done. Like they've got to do the majority I, I, of the work. Again. I, I still think I still think seventy dollars may be cheeky, but hey, that that's just me. But one thing that I think <laughs> my my kind of hot spicy take on it, you know, they've been showing a lot of kind of like uh remake and re and remaster like side, side by, by side, side comparisons. Yeah. And some of them are like doesn't necessarily look any better. Like, yeah, sure, it's a little bit crisper. So, <laughs> don't get me wrong. So, some of it is like, oh wow, there's like, you know, the lighting and the particles and the textures <laughs> and everything. You're like, yeah, cool. But a lot of the time it's just like so. Can I can I there, there was something? there was one, sorry, hold on. There was one on Twitter that I saw from the official account, like Naughty Dog account. There's like, oh, look at Tessa's glow up. And I'm just thinking to myself, you just made it look like an old bag. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, genuinely I don't shocked. Think like, I've seen that you, actually, you actually went out of your way to make this woman look worse. Oh, no, that, I did see that because that, someone said, it was something like, uh, what does a 40-year-old woman post, post-apocalyptic look like? And they had the original where she looks young and fresh-faced and then the, <laughs> yeah. the new one is where she looks old and a bit haggard. But I just, yeah, I just, I, can I, can I, I miss know, it? Man. I saw one, on, it was on Twitter, so I'm going to say it was not my fault. Maybe I was holding my phone at a weird angle and I, and it was the side by side and I looked at the, uh, the remaster yeah. and I thought that was the PlayStation 5 remake. And then I looked at the other one and I was like, does it look better? And I was like, I guess it, maybe it looks better. And then I looked at the labels and I was like, oh, that's the, that's the PlayStation yeah. 5 remake. Yeah. There was, there was oh. one that I saw that was like a close up of, of Joel's beard. And it's literally in the one, it just looks like a beard. And then the other one looks like the exact same beard, but just with a few like gray scraggly hairs around. And I'm like, what? There they are. They have gone a little bit over the top with like, <laughs> look how much better it looks like. It looks better, but yeah, let's not go absolutely the, the, insane. This is kind of the problem with, with games kind of like based on realism, right? Like at some point, like graphical fidelity and realism is like a perfect intersect <laughs> and graphical fidelity can increase but that doesn't necessarily mean it makes stuff more realistic. So maybe in the faces, sure, and in like the atmospherics and the alpha particles, et cetera. But yeah. for the most part, it's just like, yeah, that, that's a fucking brick wall. Congratulations. It looked like a fucking brick wall before. <laughs> so I, I, I think I said, uh, when we talked about it, I, I think I said to Jamie that some of the stuff that I'm really looking forward to isn't like the close-up character shots where I don't think you'll, I don't think I would notice as much of a difference. It's like the scenery stuff or it's the outside uh, like vistas of, of landscapes and things that I think they'll be able to do a lot better. So I think some yeah. of that will look a lot where the shots are a bit wider. Everything's pulled a little further back. Um, Last of Us Part 2 was a phenomenal looking game from that aspect, like um, draw distances and, and, and like world building from a distance. Whereas I think even with the remake of um, Part 1, it just didn't, they didn't have the ability to do it back then. It didn't look as nice at a distance. So I'm really hoping that that stuff does look a lot better. Yeah. So do you know, do you know what I think will be deciding so i mean i'm I'm not going to pick this up right like i didn't play the game on ps3 i played the ps4 remaster i enjoyed it and i played it in kind of like the run-up to last of us part two um when we didn't think that joel was gonna die but there you go um but i'll tell you what might sway me is if i watch the you know that opening kind of like scene where oh god his his daughter And when everything Sarah. goes to shit and they're driving around and all that, like that is the perfect opportunity 
for them to show me just how much impact. Oh God! And a, and you get to see Sarah die in higher quality. No, 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 no like, 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 no. Specifically, the, <laughs> when they're in the car, Sarah. Oh, oh baby! The tears. Oh, baby. I want to see the tears running that night. Like, like the driving around in the car with his brother and Sarah in the back, and all, like all hell breaking loose on the street. <clears throat> Streets that are all like in the right. grid, like if I think about all the explosion and panic and the mayhem and all that the shit should that, look much better. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope. I hope if yeah. they don't nail that, then it's one hundred percent no for me. If they nail it, then I'll be swayed. Well, because what, what I think a lot of people would have forgotten as well is you play as Sarah when the game starts, so yes. like it comes into that. And I think that just little things like that, I think people will who have forgotten will get a little bit of a. Oh Jesus! I forgot all about this. And then, like you said, all that scene where it all goes crazy. I think everyone's going to be blown away again by this game. And I think that's where the it's weird to maybe to, but I think that's where I completely agree with you that that's where the remake is going to make its name as like a phenomenal remake. Because as soon as you get into yeah. the game properly, you're then just going to be playing the game, and your brain is going to say, "Oh yeah, this is what the remake or the remaster looked like as well." And you're going to kind of forget. So those early early stages are really important to sort of set the tone about how good it is. Because your brain does a weird thing where it's like. Now everything just looks fine. You get, do you know what I mean? You get a, you acclimatize. You acclimatize to things so quickly. The beginning is like it sounds amazing, it looks amazing, and then your brain goes, "Yeah, this is the same old shit." And then you just kind of acclimatize and you just get used to it. So I'm hoping <laughs> there is some big, impressive things that make you go. Yeah, I don't want to see clickers in high. All I'm saying that make me sad. Uh, I, see. I think that's the stuff that maybe stands out the most in the side by side comparisons well. that I've seen. There's more fungal. And I'm all about that fungus, baby. Yeah, the, 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 ups, you're gonna, the upside down shooting them in the head thing is going to be, you know, just as harrowing as it was as well the, uh, the first yeah. time around. But, just in but again, quiet. there you'd kind of think that that might be an opportunity to redo some mocap with the kind of like fucking clicky, jerky. But yeah, maybe. Of- maybe, they, maybe they will do redo some of that sort of stuff if they want to admit Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, I guess so, because... You, you could add a whole a dimension of stuff that maybe you didn't even think you could add back in when you originally did it. Possibly. Yeah. We'll get yeah, some people possibly. in to do this. Exactly. Click all, towards all, you. All, all clicky towards you. And uh, Jonesy, talking about people clicky towards us, to people who have clicked to support us. Ooh. Terrible segue. I know. I'm talking about our lovely and generous patrons. They support this podcast doing what we do best. By uh, throwing money at us, basically, like no good hookers that we are. All right, that's right. We we will go down on our knees. That tier has not been unveiled yet, but it's coming. Don't worry. And that's not going to be the only thing coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to support the show and help us keep doing what we're doing, keep the lights on, keep the uh, analog cameras rolling, uh, renting out the Steinbeck uh, flatbed systems so that we could edit the raw footage, digitize all of it, and then send it to you then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and show your support. For as little as $2, you get access to our Discord server, which I've not been on for a very long time because I've been on holiday and I've been sick and I do apologize. I will get back to it, fellas. Don't you worry. Um, But yeah, $5 gets you a bunch of uh, Patreon-exclusive videos, uh, including, uh, Jonesy, you and Jamie's kind of watch-through of the Summer Games Fest. What was the other one that you did? The uh, State of Play for PlayStation. That are play for PlayStation. There's loads of extra podcasts. Um, we tend to throw in some uh, archive stuff from all time gaming. Just a few things here and there. Just a, a nice little curated segment. 
So go on, check it out, pledge your support, patreon.com forward slash super show. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all the people that you can see on screen right now, including the likes of Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar, Brimstone, Cole K, I Snort Rock Salt, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Pierce, Neil Dugeld's Dream of Prosthetic Moustaches, Daniel, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, and of course, Jonesy, the big fellas, talking about Brett Z, aka Shulk Shock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Donut County Stan Guerrero, Peaswad, and Magna May Your Cock Never Burn, Mickelson. Whether we say it right or not, we love him either which way. We love every single one of you. And hey, you know what? Even if you don't support and you just listen to the show, leave a comment, like, you know, all that good stuff, everything is welcome. Everything is appreciated. And uh, may God have mercy on your soul. I don't know what to say. No, thank you guys. Thank you everyone for supporting us. Um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, thank you for anyone who's watched our Jamie and I's watch alongs. I think we've now done a total of like four hours um, which it's yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. And then we've we've you, you guys. Hey, you know what? You guys put in the fucking the work. You put in the hours while I was away, and I can, I am eternally grateful. So thank you. No worries. It was it was fun and tiring, but fun. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, this is about the part of the show where we do a bit of a catch up, Jersey. But you know, I, I'm looking at the the sheet in front of me. You don't necessarily have a lot to catch up on, do you? No, not at all. I haven't um, been playing much lately. I'm well. I'm 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 catching up uh, with some old games that I've been playing. Um, and so I've been playing a little bit more of Red Dead Two, but that is about it. So I'm not going to bore anybody with that. Um, and I haven't watched any more Star Wars. A lot of people will be grateful to know because they get so bored when I talk about Star Wars. Um, but what I have watched this week, I've watched a little bit of Miss Marvel, the new series um, on Disney Plus. I think I think I've watched two episodes now. I think that's all that's out. They do it because it's like a weekly release. Um, it is weirdly similar to, and maybe this is because what the comic book is, it feels weirdly similar to the uh, single-player campaign in um, right, yeah. um, Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's the game. Avengers, yeah. Because obviously that is based around at the beginning, around Kamala Khan, uh, and she sort of gets her powers. <clears throat> it, it does diverge quite a bit. The game sort of goes in a weird, loopy way, and the series, <laughs> especially at the moment, is much more of a origin story. Um, but so far, yeah, um, Cool series. It's the only thing with series is they can be very slow to get going, especially when you're trying to build a character and you're trying to build like a backstory and you're trying to build this is how they get their powers. Like imagining imagine the Spider-Man origin story dragged out for like three, four episodes. And it's, you know, it gets I, I mean, you're saying that. I I, w- I wouldn't mind it. That that sounds pretty dope to me, actually. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, fair enough. But no, this is this is cool. She's a she's a fun character. They've done a they've had a uh, fun with the series. It is almost a bit like Scott Pilgrim meets the world. There's some like graphical elements and some um, oh, hand drawn nice. stuff okay. that like comes up. It's very well shot. Well what, Jonesy, in, in that one sentence, you may have got you may have convinced me to watch the show. Oh, you I, do. I wasn't I wasn't really interested in it, but you say Scott Pilgrim anything, and I'm like hell yeah. <laughs> but no, it's cool. It's like a yeah, young girl living at home, start, gets powers, and then it's but it's also tied into a little bit of like. Or school and boys and like sneaking out for parties and all this sort of stuff as well. So I'm I'm hoping it finds its direction because at the moment it is sort of building the character, but obviously it needs to have a strong path through to like 
this is this is the superhero journey now that she gets put on because that could just completely ruin the show. But enjoying it so far, so we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens. Nice. Okay. So Miss Marvel obviously available on Disney Plus. So something that I've been doing, and I'm going to get you to talk about Star Wars, Jonesy, because have you been watching any of the Obi Wan show? Uh, I have. Yeah, me and Jamie talked about it a little bit last week as well. I have watched. I think I've watched the first three episodes. I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, uh, I it's certainly grown on me. I didn't like the first episode. I thought it was like super fucking. You know what I hate about? And, 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 did I did I mention this before in the podcast? Maybe where it's like maybe it's my editor's eye, but like in the first episode where um, Obi Wan is carving up that like space manta, right? Yes. And the meat that he's carving up, I'm like, well, that's obviously just like plastic. It looks like plastic. <laughs> you've done. You've made zero effort to make it look anything that's like right. congealed or like organic. It just looks fucking shit. And stuff like that just like <laughs> makes me so angry I, with high production stuff like this. I'd say now you say it, it looked like the most, the purest piece of uh, like tu- like tuna that you'd put on. Yeah, like sashimi sushi. or <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was so perfect. Yeah, it should have been a bit more meaty and a bit more like congealed and a bit more gelatinous. Gloopy and gloppy. Yeah. I don't know, like, and, and there was stuff like that that kind of, like, rang throughout, especially, like, the rooftop chase shootout scene just really didn't land for me. It felt very kind of, like, low effort and, and is that, low is, budget. Is that second episode where <clears throat> Obi-Wan is catches Leia? Yes. That was, the editing on that was atrocious. So bad. And then there was this one bit where, I, I don't remember the chicks that was, like, Rhea or Reva, or something, the... the Reaver, I think, yeah. The sister, the third sister, whatever. Yeah. And she's, like, jumping on these rooftops, and she does this, like, parkour move, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, I understand it's Star Wars, and I understand it's fantasy, but the human body cannot propel itself in that way. <laughs> right. There's one bit where she kind of, like, puts a... She does this, like, leap almost. Like, imagine a leapfrog. Yeah. It was almost like an inverse leapfrog, and she didn't touch onto anything. And it was just like... Ah, uh, right. I'm going to have to rewatch make, it. It just didn't make any fucking sense. And I was like, this is the dullest fucking shit ever. But they brought it back with the third episode. I haven't seen oh, the third episode yet. Before you get off of it, because I, I, like you say, you, you're, uh, as an editor, I think you do see things that maybe other people don't see. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people do see it. That scene so obviously had something cut out of it because you've got Obi-Wan standing in one place, like trying to not get shot. Leia obviously starts to freak out and like runs away and she's just trying to get away from him. And she gets toward the end, you know, she's going to jump. You get the, the dark sister like running along the rooftops, obviously running toward them. And you're waiting for the point at which she arrives because she can see them and she's like running. And then they just cut to him, like slowly walking away with Leia after he's caught her. And then the sister arrives (laughs) wherever and just like stops running. And you're like, what was she running to then? What was she running about? There was no danger whatsoever. They just, it was all in their heads. Like was, yeah. Was, was she, was she just going for a jog? Were those two things spliced together, but they were different scenes. Like you so obviously (laughs) there was something cut out there. They were all that was supposed to be there that made that make sense. I've, I've just remembered the other thing that really stood out to me in in that scene. Didn't you feel it was a little bit like Jason, Jason. (laughs) It was like, it was like Leia, (laughs) Leia, get back here. And then, but like, it just, he just kept on saying the same shit over and over again. And there's like, <laughs> his Alec like, Guinness why? voice doesn't help with that. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Like, okay. So that's another kind of like criticism I have because it's gone a bit, it's gone weirdly camp. 
<laughs> I don't remember it being that camp in, in the prequels. Uh, and, is it? Is it camp? I don't even yeah, know now. And 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 you know and you know what the funny thing is? Uh, was it last year or the year before? Uh, Ewan McGregor did a, a like a TV series called Holston, which is an American designer. He was like a flamboyant, like gay, prominent designer right, in right. in New York. You think he's brought he, some of that? And I swear to God, it's that exact voice. When we finish with this pod- podcast, just go and watch <laughs> like a trailer for this Holston. I promise you, it's like, oh well. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I, this is probably going to be offensive. I carry on doing that, but it's just kind of like you're taking too much of that. Perfectly fine if he's trying to play Obi Wan as like person of that kind, you know, like a camp dude. That's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, even if he's like likes women. But that's camp. not what he played it as the when he did it the first time. Well, around, this is the so thing. It's, it's just weird. like it's just incongruous to me, and that's kind right. of like really kind of weird and bizarre, and it also kind of doesn't really bridge the gap then to yeah, like you said, Sir Alec Guinness and and how he portrayed. I, it's just like this weird mishmash. But I, I really don't like. like I don't like, like the. Like, I, was yeah. say, so I don't like the dude. Is he one of the like the what are they called? The Dark Brotherhood or whatever they're called. Oh, the, 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 no, the the Inquisitors. Inquisitors, Inquisitors. Yeah. The, the the guy. Uh, I don't know the actor's name. The Asian actor who has like a, pa- a white painted oh, face and with a hat. hat. Yeah. And his his voice when he's always like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> this horrible growly gravelly thing. I and it does my head in every time he talks. It, it, it is a bit pantomime, which is like. It's pantomime you know, villain. You're ab- yes, yeah. that's it. But I mean, okay, Star Wars is a bit pantomime, but this is maybe like more pantomime. Yeah. Um, but, but I'll tell you what, that so actually I did see fourth episode. I haven't seen the fifth episode. But the um the Darth Vader scene where he goes through like I can't even remember if it's on Tatooine or another fucking oh. dust bowl planet. That that was fucking sick and that and that yeah. fight and everything. I was like, just, just give me more of that, man. Like that's what I signed up for. So I at the end of Fallen Order, um I loved the Darth Vader stuff. Like where, yeah. cause they, they, it's the first time you get to see Darth Vader being a badass in his evil years, like how as powerful as he can be. Yeah. Um, and I think they captured a bit of it in that episode where he is. Oh yeah. Where he's like for, force choke dragging that person behind him. <laughs> he's just killing people. He's like, yeah, there's I a child. It. I loved it. Like head broken. She's I was surprised dead. by that. Yeah. Like he's, just, I, he's I, super evil. But I also kind of felt that they could have maybe, I mean, maybe they couldn't because they wanted to keep the kind of continuity with how he was in New Hope. But like with the dragging, the person like that could have been maybe a little bit more visceral, right? In the way that they did it, do you know what I mean? Whereas it was just kind of like yeah, just dragging him along. Where it could have been like <laughs> no, like properly making them suffer, right? Try and get everyone else to kind of. It wasn't. There was a little sense a of job. Michael Myers or like that sort of thing where he was just walking, <laughs> just and walking. then he just and Obi would run, and then suddenly he was there, even though he was just walking. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. We've gone a bit horror film now, but yeah, no, it was cool. It's also it's kind cool. of kind of weird that they brought back Hayden Christian. Like, it's good that they. Oh, did. I like it. I like it. But they brought him back just to. Like it's weird because they have got James Earl Jones's voice. Yes, so it's and then basically they've obviously got his physicality. But at the same time, if they're bridging the gap between like he's he's now Darth Vader, like what one or like a few years later, and then bridging the gap to a New Hope. But then it's kind of like so you just got him like fighting with one handed with a lightsaber and just like not, not being acrobatic. Do you know what I mean? Like why, why bring back Hayden Christensen? Nah, there? man, you can't, you can't convince did. me on this. I like that they did. I think that's good. I think that even if they're worried about his acting, they don't need to be because he's just in a suit and no one can see him and no one can hear him. And so they're like, just throw the kid a bone. Like he got so stitched over by, I feel the dark, Padme. 
I'm, I've, what if I want more? Like, it's, it was, you know, it was... Yeah, no, you're, you're, do, you're doing Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan voice now. <laughs> but that's why, that's why I remember hating Christians and being like as well. Uh, I know I shouldn't want it as a Jedi, but I do. Like, it was just so weird. Love oh, it. man. Can, can we... Anyway, can we pa- need to get off Star Wars because people Josie, don't no, like hold it, on. As it. a Patreon stretch goal, can we just, like, recreate, like... Uh, the Star Wars prequels with your voices, please. Oh, I'd love it. I would love that. If, if you, me and Jamie, if we pick a couple of scenes and we do it ourselves and we revoice all of the, like, the characters in some scenes, I'd love to do that. I funny. think that would be so fucking funny. Hell uh, yeah. All right. But yeah, let, let's let's move on. So just a little quick catch up for me is obviously I was in Cyprus. Uh, it was a pretty bad time. Not going to lie. Uh, lots of illness kind of leading up to and uh, following up from me going to Cyprus of delays because you know brexit is a thing that's absolutely disrupted holiday travel this year um but it was good to get away get some sun uh you know nice weather and i've come back to london and for a change i've come back to nice weather in london as well usually i go away to the to tropical climes and mediterranean climes and i come back here and it's like fucking frigid it's supposed to be 32 degrees tomorrow hell yeah buddy that's insane i'm I'm feeling it now what's that i don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I've got no idea. I'm no fucking 568 Fahrenheit. Who fuck knows anymore? <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like games I've been playing, more Elden Ring. Uh, I haven't streamed it, but I'm hoping to get back to streaming maybe this weekend. Who knows? Uh, but one interesting thing is obviously on the plane, I got back into Breath of the Wild. Oh, nice. Is, okay. Yeah, like, and it, was, it, it took me a long time to get back to grips with it because I was like, hold on. Wasn't there Z targeting in this game? And then I didn't remember how to do it. And maybe there wasn't. Um, that's still such a fucking such a baller game. Even even like you could say that Elden Ring is kind of like taking that formula and pushing it, obviously with the Dark Souls slant on it. Right. But Breath of the Wild is still something special, man. And I'm glad that I went back to it because if we manage to do another episode of Best Game Ever, it might come in handy. Ah, that's no that, that's cool man i like that's good that you've gone back to like i said i've been going back to old games at the moment that i haven't that i, I enjoyed the hell out of but just never finished for whatever reason and i'm and i've uh i've been enjoying it i've been enjoying revisiting those games and, and yeah yeah i'm taking a page out of the jonesy book exactly uh but yeah from from games that you go back to enjoy to future games that we might enjoy let's get back to the xbox showcase jonesy because in in quite a baller move actually one of the first things, I think it was like the second or third trailer that they showed was Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is like, you know, it, such a, a no-show at all of these things for such a long time that it became a meme in and of itself with like, oh, I'm a clown because I'm expecting to see Silk Song. Guess what? And, and our man, uh, the, the snitch. Yeah, he, has, uh, uh, he leaked it, he, didn't he? He leaked it right. Day one on Games Pass. Hollow Knight Silk Song, as you mentioned earlier on the podcast, they did not say when it was coming out, but they, throughout the whole show, they reiterated that everything that we saw there was coming out in a 12-month period. I, I want to say as well that they actually confirmed after someone, they got tweeted at so many times about, like, is Silk Song co- included in that list? And they did confirm that it is coming out yeah. in the next 12 months. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie did get a bit snarky and said, oh, yes, I'm sure the social media manager that they... <laughs> intern that they hired knows exactly when the release is but <clears throat> from everything that they did the show yes they didn't show a release date there but they did keep on reiterating it 
And at the very end of the show, they had like a whole showcase of like snippets of all the trailers that they showed. And the voiceover of that lady was saying like, all of the games you see here will be playable in the next 12 months. I believe it. I, I really and truly do believe it without saying that I'm going to put on clown paint on my face. It, that is a weird, it's a weird one for me because Hollow Knight, I, I, I like Hollow Knight. I enjoy, I've enjoyed playing it. I have not finished it. I fell off it because it's, I think it's just like not my thing, but just, you know, it's yeah, not. Fair. And whilst I'll enjoy like some of the boss fights and I enjoy some of that, the, the combat and that a lot of like the backtracking and the traversal and, and the go, you know, visiting same places again and fighting the same enemies again is not my cup of tea necessarily. Yeah, um, but yeah. I'm, I'm hyped for everyone else who's, who's really excited about uh, Silk Song. Um, it looked wicked. Like, you know, look, they obviously showed out like the best bits of, or some of the best, most fun stuff you're going to be doing in Silk Song. There's going to be a lot of wandering around in a map in the dark that you don't know about and meeting weird characters who are like, oh, if you go back to the place, then you, oh, you'll find this and you need to go and no, unlock James, this. It's more like, like <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah. But <laughs> it it does look cool. It is a cool game. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the people that are hyped for it. I, the fact that it's on Game Pass, I might play it because I've got, um, I've got, I've got Game Pass and I don't play... No, I, I suppose I do play like a half decent amount, half um, decent number of games on there. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to play it on my PC though because obviously I played um, Hollow Knight on my Switch and... Oh yeah, it's perfect for the Switch dude. I don't... But I don't want to buy it for the Switch if it's on Game Pass but then I don't necessarily <laughs> want to play it on my PC. If it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a weird one because I wouldn't... I'm not going to buy it. Like it, I, I already know I haven't finished Hollow Knight. Why am I going to buy Silk yeah. Song? So it's a bit of a strange I've, one for me, that. I've got the solution for you, Jonesy. You've got to, you've got to get yourself a Steam Deck. I'll get myself so there. Yeah, and you load Windows and then play it on Games Pass. Spend, like, drop, like, 300 quid just to play Silk Song, a game that I'm probably not going to play, like, finish yeah. anyway. But yeah. I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I played Hollow Knight on my Switch. I finished it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't do the end game stuff. I just kind of, like, did the story, finished it, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, and I am looking forward to Silk Song. For some reason, Jamie thinks like I'm fucking all over this, but <laughs> I'm not. Like, what I don't understand about Hollow Knight as a series now is it is good. It has got a high level of polish. It is a highly accomplished game. And I can see where some of the hype is coming from, but I don't understand where this, um, like, fanaticism comes from personally i'm, I'm sure you. people are gonna hopefully you know feel free to educate me uh, <laughs> in all ways hollow knight and why it's why you're a hollow knight fanatic like it's really good i really enjoyed it and i will most definitely i have been looking forward to silk song i will most definitely play silk song but i'm not like fanatical about it it's not like let's say i can understand people being fanatical about souls likes right, right. um because there have been many games in the kind of genre and they've been improving and improving and improving and improving and it's kind of like built up this kind of like it's almost like reached a fever pitch with Elden Ring so I can understand the fanaticism around Elden Ring but Hollow Knight was one game and now there's a sequel yes it's like it's a bit kind of strange for me I think. maybe it's a bit unfair to say as well but like when you you know talking about something like Starfield you know you can see when that drops and you can see like the progression and you can see how the graphics have developed or not, and you can see like, oh, this is a whole new universe that I'm going to get to play in. Whereas with something like this, I'm with you. It's a little hard. You look at it and you go, oh yeah, it looks cool. It looks like more of the same. It looks like they've, they've, 
it's a very similar look and then they've got new bosses and you've got maybe new skills you can do and new ways of attacking but yeah i'm i'm kind of like okay i the, the, it's good i don't the hype train seems to be chugging and i don't know why <laughs> but no i'm with you maybe it's cuz it's been delayed so much and people have been looking waiting for it for so long yeah maybe i mean there there is that meme effect right like you you get in that kind of like if it pervades your echo chamber where it's like people are saying you should be hyped about this, that you inevitably start thinking to yourself, should I be hyped about this? Yeah, I guess I should. I and will. Then, you know, you, I will. And then you put on the clown paint along with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing, maybe the biggest surprise of the the whole show for me, um, Jonesy, was not Silk Song, as amazing as that may be, because it was considered vaporware at some point. <laughs> but um, just the fact that we got a pretty hefty look at Diablo 4, which I was not expecting during this show whatsoever. Um, but it makes sense, obviously. And yeah, looking good. And then it kind of like, it dawns on you that like, yeah, it's going to be a fucking Game Pass game, baby. I don't have to pay for this shit. I mean, I, I do pay for it, but you know what I mean. <coughs> yes. Um, and it, it, it looked good in a way that you hope that they don't fuck it up because Blizzard have just been fucking up Time and time and time again, <laughs> year after year after year. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that, like, Diablo is precious to me. I've been playing some Diablo Immortal. I haven't actually, I did, should have mentioned that in my catch-up. But, like, I don't know. It's it's not for me, dude, to be perfectly honest. Oh, I, wow, okay. I think I think I maybe tried it for two hours and I was like, nah, you know. I think a, you, I've heard a few people say that now, like, that it's a few hours they put into it and then they're done. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it's just, like, it's so fucking basic and mindless that like i don't know it's just like yeah whatever like may- maybe it's not as basic and mindless as i think it is like maybe you need to play for like six hours and then it gets like really deep and thorough but effectively it was just like just evolved into like clicking a few buttons on your screen getting you know and then everything based around gear score which i'm not like i'm not super mad are we, about are we, gear are we score. Talk- is this diablo 3 we're talking about no no um diablo immortal on your phone no i know i'm joking Oh, yeah okay fair enough but that's yeah oh. the, but you see diablo 3 started the, that idea of like gear score which I, I wasn't for the series at least and i wasn't too hot on that like i did prefer the to be fair not as easy kind of thing of like no your weapon does this and this and no your ring does this and this and you know you have to think about the synergies and everything rather than just like oh yeah your overall gear score is 5684 just like some fucking arbitrary number that doesn't mean anything except that the numbers go up so Numbers up equal good. Yep. Numbers yeah. up equals more enemies dead and not hurting you as much. Like, I, I, Diablo 4 for me, like, it looks great. It looks wicked. And a lot of the, like, the bosses that they showed off and stuff look really cool. And it definitely looks like a progression from, like, Diablo 3. My issue with it is, I, I've been so burnt by, like, Diablo 3 in that I just found that game devoid of any, like, requirement of any skill. And maybe that's because yeah. I was doing it wrong, but and I should have raised the difficulty and I wasn't doing you know, But I got to the point, I think I said to you and Jamie like before, like when you get to a point where no one can hurt me, like the bosses couldn't kill me yeah. because they would they would hit me and then my health would regenerate faster than they could cause damage. And so I effectively got to a weird point where I was like, this feels like a cookie clicker, a very pretty cookie clicker where I'm, mm-hmm. I've wrong, got nice actually. armor that's- and stuff and I'm just walking around and I'm slash, 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 slash and I'm like, uh, but Diablo looks like such a good game. I want more game. I want for my buck. 
Yeah. But and, oh, and that's Jonesy, what I want to see it, in Diablo 4, I suppose. Go, go on YouTube and, and watch like end game rift runs by people with like maximum level characters. Right. They'll go like sorceress and they'll get teleport and they'll get like fucking whatever the explosion skill is or the fucking chain lightning skill. And they enter into a rift and then they just like teleport from start to the end in about like 10 seconds, kill everything and then and they're done. And I'm like, that that's fun. What's the point? Guys? That's fun for you guys. Like it just becomes gear farming. And then if and if you're just farming for gear, like what's the I then I'm like, what's but if you're just doing that, then you just load up your new gear and then you do it again and then you get new gear. I'm like, I don't get enough of a kick out of that. Like some people yeah. do, I, I understand it. But well, no, I kind of don't understand. Like, I need more reason to... I want to pl- play a game because I feel like I'm playing a game. I don't know what Diablo 4 is going to be like, if it's going to be that or if it's going to be, you know, more of a game. <laughs> but I, I don't know. And and there, there is co- cause to be concerned, right? Because there has been a job post listing uh, about, like, in-game purchases and stuff. Right. To, to which people kicked off on, following on from, like, the, the uproar around Diablo Immortal, to which Blizzard themselves said, oh, no, 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 it's purely cosmetic. Don't worry about it. But then again, like, that is maybe just using very specific language to skirt around the yeah. idea because there's nothing to say that cosmetics can't impact how your character plays. Or they get, and all they say, yeah, they can get weird ways of saying, oh, no, it only does X, but then X, you're right, becomes slightly more important in some aspects, which yeah. does mean that it yeah, can Yeah, so it might, it might not be ways. like pay to win, but it'll be like, Pay to make your life easier. Yes. Or, or absolutely. Pay for ten percent increase in everything. You know, like shit like that is is worrisome. Hopefully, Diablo Four is more under the umbrella of Xbox and Phil Spencer saying cut that shit out. Then maybe Diablo Immortal was more a case of like, no, it's the old school Activision Blizzard uh, under Bobby Kotick and kind of money, money, money. But but you never know. You never know. Right. I, I hope they don't fuck it up. Because the funny thing is, like, in, in an ideal world, we should be celebrating the fact that we have a good Diablo game on our phones, but it's just not that. And uh, as Mongold kind of said it the best, he was like, if you want to play this kind of game, okay, if you just want to play this kind of game, like, for the experience, never mind playing it on your phone, but the experience, just play Diablo 3. And, yeah. But then he went on to kind of, like, rip into Diablo 3 and how its game design was boring, and I don't disagree with that sentiment but yeah hopefully they can bring some fresh ideas it seems like they got some cool things but i don't know it, it needs depth rather than accessibility i feel and yeah. i just hope that that's what they can it looked like it looks great like from what they showed off it's like yeah it looks phenomenal but there's so many questions about gameplay how it feels how the systems work what happens behind the scenes that i feel like is so important with diablo like yeah yeah we need more info but hey, Jonesy, you know what? They're probably going to fuck it up, much like they're probably just fucking up Overwatch 2. Because hey, guess what? The beta for Overwatch 2 begins on June 28th, and they showed off uh, the Junker Queen, which funnily enough looked very similar, in my opinion, to Mad Maggie from Apex Legends, which was revealed earlier this year. Uh, they're also boasting a new map, and they were talking that the PvE is going to launch next year. I mean, like, okay. At, at this point, I kind of feel like the only people like excited about this Overwatch news are the Overwatch League professionals. It's such people a weird involved in that scene. It's so weird, isn't it? This whole Overwatch yeah. 2 thing is very bizarre. The big thing, though, Jonesy, is free to play. So, yeah. yeah. So at least we can all play it, even though we don't really care anymore. 
yeah, you can play it and you can be like, yeah, that's exactly what I would imagine Overwatch 2 to be, which is maybe a bit redundant and move on with our lives. Um, but something that kind of, something that seems it could have gone wrong in the way that we think, at least Overwatch 2, I mean, we might be living in a bubble, Jersey. maybe people fucking love Overwatch 2, who the fuck knows? But what did actually look really good and something that I was kind of like, no one's going to care for this, was Redfall. This is what they opened the show with. Um, I was so again, I, I was the yeah, same, man. I was exactly the same. I was like, what? what is this Red, uh, Redfall? As soon as the vampires came out, I'm like, this is what Redfall looks like and plays like. Like This actually yeah, looks, this looks really wicked, good. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, okay, so Redfall along with Starfield, was delayed from this year to next year, uh, early next year, at least. But what was interesting about it was that reveal trailer that they showed off where they were explaining stuff, it was quite a hefty trailer. Not not this one. Yeah. The one they did prior. When was it? Like, beginning of the year or last uh, year, whatever was it, it was. And it was all cinematics, wasn't it? It was... Um, yeah, but they did say, like, this is this character, yeah. and this character does this and that, the other. And it's like, you watch that, you're like, yeah, it looks cool, but yeah, probably not for me. Easy to dismiss. Whereas this, an actual gameplay is like, oh, fuck, this looks fun. This looks good. I can see myself playing this with, you know, my buddies and in, you know, kind of like a, a back for blood, left for dead kind of situation. Exactly, but then yeah. on top of that, after the show, they did come out saying like, hey, there is a very robust single player element to this. You can play the entire game single player. You're not going to miss a beat. You're still going to have a good time. It, it, it looks good, man. It looks like the, the best part of what Arcane does in that kind of genre yes no i completely agree like i i i was surprised by how much how good i thought it looked um and they've sort of come out and they've said like as you said you can play the single player you can you can uh, squad up with some mates and you can play like four of you all as the same character you don't you know it's not going to make you pick like you know oh you've all got to be a different character like it just looks like they're trying to give you a good cool fun way to play um a kick-ass game about taking out vampires and staking them through the chest in like multiple ways. And, <laughs> and it, it looks really nice the way they've designed it. Like the characters look cool. The, the, it looks tricky as like, you know, those, those vampires look, they're going to be tough mothers to like take out. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised by how much I thought like, and game pass. So I was like, come on, this is, this is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I'm so exactly. going to, I'm so going to like get onto you and Jamie and Steph and be like, dudes, we've got to yeah. play this game. This looks like so much fun. It, it it always reminds me of that scene from from Matrix. That I don't, can't remember if it was Reloaded or Revolutions, which is never a good way to start a, <laughs> a <kind of laughs> sentence. But um, where Morpheus is like, we say like four destinations, four ships. <laughs> I, call, I call it prov- providence. Like yes, yeah. I, I always kind of think of something like that, right? Like four of us. There's a game. We've all got Game Pass. Like let's fucking go. Um, something that we're not going to be going on, Jonesy is any idea about what Kojima is doing with Xbox. Um, so Phil Spencer got on stage and, you know, <coughs> the way he's kind of like looks up at the sky, he kind of talks, pushing his head back into his, like, neck. I don't know. Kind of Are you going to give him he, a... He's never going to say this, but you're gonna, if he does, you're going to give him a complex. Next time he does it, he's going to be like this. I, I, I love Phil Spencer. Honestly, like, whenever I think of big dick energy, I think of Phil Spencer and I don't know why. Um, but the guy's a baller. He's a beast. And what he's done for Xbox is absolutely fucking amazing. But he introduced Kojima, and then Kojima was there kind of like talking to camera, saying like, oh, really excited to be working with Xbox, and, you know, there's a game I've wanted to do, and Xbox is 
cloud technology will allow me to do it. And that was it. No, no trailer, no announcement other than it's like, yeah, I'm working with Xbox on a game. Just bizarre. I mean, J- Jamie was like, comes down on the other side of his, like, it was cool. It was, you know, he didn't come in expecting anything. So why not just say like, yeah, okay, it's just an announcement to say they got something. But it just kind of seemed odd. Like, yeah, well, it, it's almost like, imagine the headline if you strip away all the details, okay? Game developer confirms he's making a game or platform. Yes. It, 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 no, it was weird. You're right. It was weird. And I think the reason it was is because you obviously had um, uh, the leaks about that he's making a game called Overdose. And then yeah. everyone was saying, is this Overdose? Is that what he's going to announce that he's doing with Xbox? Because obviously people are, are, were talking about the fact of, oh, Kojima Productions might get into bed with Sony and then they might he might just be making games exclusively for PlayStation. And then you get this and it's like, no, he's going to be making games of Xbox as well. I think Kojima Productions have even come out and said, look, we're making games with everyone. We are not yeah. limiting ourselves to just PlayStation, just Xbox. Um, you then also had, um, uh, oh, what's the, the your man from Death Stranding? The, 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 <laughs> Norman the, Reedus. The dirty guy, Norman Reedus. Um, yeah. Who S- smelly smelly Norman? <laughs> smelly Jesus Christ, smelly Norman. Uh, old smelly Norm. He um, uh, he slipped up in an interview and basically said that he'd been given the script for and had started shooting stuff for Death Stranding too. So I think Kojima was in a weird place going into like this whole game um, summer game fest season because it was like. Are they going to announce Death Stranding 2? Is he going to talk about Overdose, which has been leaked? Or is there something else going on? And I think part of the reason this felt weird was because it was a, have they done it to get ahead of a leak? Have, yeah. Were they going to do this anyway? <clears throat> was Overdose going to get announced, but then they cut it because of the leaking and they didn't want to talk about it because they didn't want to, like, I guess, prove the leakers right because then you add credibility to more leaks maybe in the future. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was super weird. And it, like you said, it was it was man makes game. Man who <laughs> yeah. makes games makes game. Man makes game for game system that you will play at some point in the future. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. What would be weirder is if he came out and said, I'm not making any games. <laughs> that would have been the weirdest thing. Yeah, I, I, I am now um, Phil Spencer's personal fluffer. I'd, I'd be a lot more interested in that kind of situation. I just make trailers for games. <laughs> um, you know, th- then we got some like usual kind of... Um, Microsoft fodder, as you were, Flight Simulator, 40th anniversary. They showed off uh, a Halo crossover with the Pelican dropship that you can play, which, of course, on top of the Top Gun Maverick stuff that they dropped earlier. looked cool. It did. I, I re-downloaded Microsoft Flight Simulator just so I can have a go at flying the Pelican. Yeah, have you cracked the, out the, the HOTUS? I haven't yet. Do you know what? I turned it on just to sort of see what the, the uh, Pelican was like, um, and I couldn't for the life of me remember how to control anything in that game and so i i couldn't and uh, i need to get yeah, the you've got to go through another five hour tutorial just to do it. <laughs> i've got to relearn how to fly a plane because it's been so long since i've done it um but no they, they yeah they had some more stuff for maverick as well um which is all live obviously it's on game pass um yeah. pelican's a cool ship so I, I, yeah. it looks like you can get up into the upper atmosphere which i really want to do like that that's cool yeah that's pretty cool like, let me give that a go and i think i th- want to say the new maverick stuff is some new like carrier missions where you can fly off of aircraft carriers and things, but I don't know. I need to. That's look nice. To That's it. a nice touch. Yeah. And then they also showed off an expansion for Forza Horizon Five. Unfortunately, this was something much like some other stuff that was um, leaked before beforehand. But yeah, a Hot Wheels expansion, which I'll be honest, 
looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, Forza Horizon 5 itself is a hell of a lot of fun. Add in like fucking crazy tracks and crazy cars. Like, yeah, give it to me. It's so weird. Hot Wheels is so legit. Like, it's such a, like a random kid's toy. And then they get so many cool attachments to other other brands and other products. Yeah. It's like, how have you, like Hot Wheels, okay, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's fucking let's go do for it. it. Yeah. Why not? But if that, if that wasn't your bag though, Jonesy, if you didn't want to do the kind of crazy racing and you wanted more serious racing, we got confirmation that a new Forza Motorsport is in development. Um, and yeah, it looks like real life driving. Like, looks good. You, know, <laughs> you like cars and racing like I do. It's like, you'll be like, yes, I'll take that. Thank you. And you just move on because there's not really much more to say there. It's just like, okay. Cars, they, they bars, went on, good. Yeah, they, they went on talking about like, oh, our dynamic day-night system. It's like, so? It's racing. It looks photorealistic. You've done your job. We've reached the apex of racing games now, Jones. You do understand this. It's going like, to get like, harder every single year when they release like a new racing game. It's just going to be, it's going to look, they're all going to look identical and you're not going to be able to tell them apart yeah, and they're going to be harder and harder to sell it. How would you sell yeah, exactly. it in the future? Like, Well, you don't. You, you, all you say is like, it's the exact same game that you've been playing just on a, especially like the FIFA effect, right? Like, right. yeah, it's football. Football is football. Guess what? Tackles. Yeah. Kicks. <laughs> Tackles I and mean, kicks. More to that, but you know, you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and then of course, like rounding out the kind of like Microsoft side of stuff, there was uh, a new game from Mo, Mojang, Mojang, Mo, Mojimbo, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> in Minecraft Legends. I'll be honest with you, Jonesy. I was like, yeah. I thought uh, this was I, cool. Like I'm, after, I'm after not dungeons, the demographic. I am not the demographic. No. Yeah. Um, and dungeon, like I know some people that had a lot of fun with dungeons. Um, I played it for a bit and was like quite bored early on. But like we, you said, we streamed it for like three hours. Yeah, and then we, after three hours, I was like, yeah, this was fun, but I'm done. Um, but so legends, I'm not really exactly sure what legends is, but more more Minecraft. People are going to lap it up, so you know, I'm, I'm not surprised oh, yeah. they've done more of it. Um. At this, at this stage, like anything with Minecraft on it is just like licensed to print money, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I hope it. I hope I would. I would like it if there was a new Minecraft game that I felt better about. Like because, like you said, dungeons. I was just so over. So after a couple of hours, I was like, okay, I've got nothing else to do here. But like a mate of mine, he played quite a lot of it with his kid and stuff, and they, you know, really got into it. Um, so I'm hoping that Legends is um is a, is a cool and a fun way to enjoy the Minecraft world. I like that they're still trotting out that cubist goodness. So why not? I think that's the shit that kind of puts me off. I don't like what it looks like. <laughs> and, right, and you're okay. telling, like, I, I, I understand it in terms of a game like, like OG Minecraft, like original Minecraft. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you're bricking and you're fucking laying all that shit and blocks and stuff. Makes sense. As soon as you take that aesthetic and you're like, hey, you could do a, a dungeon crawler with this. I'm like, mm, could you thanks. though? It's, it's yeah. Minecraft is strange as well because um so much there's so many mods and stuff now on it and there are so many like different things you can get like different ways of it's it's become a, a thousand things like <clears throat> I'm forever saying to my kids like no you're not spending another six quid eight quid to download <laughs> um the Jesus I don't even know like the Sonic the Hedgehog mod for Minecraft or the um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon mod for Minecraft like they've they've done so much with the with Minecraft itself like I think they do need to branch out and they do just go in other directions. Um, and I, and I, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool thing. And I, I like the aesthetic. I'm not like you. I'm not a grumpy 
uh, <laughs> style hater. So no, this is cool. I like my Yang. Well, Jonesy, I, it's, it's, it. it's it's struck midnight, so I, I have to revert to my <laughs> my pumpkin. Okay, um, but yeah, like move, moving on from some of moving on from some of that stuff. There was some some cool like non Microsoft Studio stuff, which I thought looked really interesting. Uh, chief among them, High on Life from uh, Justin Roiland of mental. Rick and Morty fame. It did look mental, in, but in like, so he did Trover Saves the Universe, and I was never really too hot on that. I was like, yeah, looks fine, looks what I'd expect. Did he do accounting this, as well? Did what? Did he do accounting, the VR thing, which was, I'm pretty sure yes, it was that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Accounting which plus whatever so it was. so weird. <laughs> yeah. But this looks like a proper, good, honest, like, weird, fun FPS game in which... You pick up characters that are guns, but they're sentient and they, they quip and they talk, but the gameplay looked kind of fun and aesthetics were cool. I don't know, like something about it clicked in a way a lot more that Trover Saves the Universe didn't for me. I didn't play Trover Saves the Universe, but no, I, I, was, I saw this and I was really interested in like the look, the style, the, the humour. It did look like a lot of fun. And I can imagine in the ways that we talk about games where, you know, in like God of War where you've got... Um, the dude hanging on your belt and he and he's dropping funny lines to you, or you know, in a, a game like um, Portal where you're chatting to um, uh, what's her face is the potato, and you get like those. I that like, was, yeah. yeah, I like those. I like those games where they have sort of like fun with dialogue between characters. Um, yeah, and this was just like that amped up. Like every gun was a different character and had different you know personalities and stuff, which I was like, okay. This seems weird and new and fun. And like you were saying before, you don't need to do the same thing every time you do a game. You can do something weird and wacky. And those, I, I like Rick and Morty. I like the humor. Yeah. So Yeah, I like Rick and Morty as well for, for my sins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So from one thing that looked uh, visually arresting and uh, enticing to something that I don't want to touch with a, a nine foot pole, Jonesy, Scorn. <laughs> right. Yeah, Scorn is like, what, horror horror Matrix? That's the vibes I got from it. Yeah, it's, it's so first-person shooter, uh, obviously very, very heavily inspired by H.R. Geiger. If you don't know who that is, I mean, should. But think of, like, aesthetic of Aliens, uh, Prometheus, all of that stuff. Very kind of, like, weirdly sexual, organic stuff. And, I mean, it. if you're into that thing, it looks really cool. And uh, but I don't know. It just looks it just looks gross. <laughs> it's just like I don't want to play this game because it just looks gross. It was the weird. Th- it was the weird thing when the character wakes up and they've got something like in their stomach and they've got to, like pull it out. And I was like, is this is this like the horror version of the Matrix where like Neo's woken <laughs> up and he's got this thing in him? But yeah, it was so that was weird. <laughs> that was damn weird. I was yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. It, it's almost like taking an aesthetic and taking <gasps> it too far. Right. Yes. In my opinion, yes. it, it's like you could have had that HR Geiger aesthetic. But like this is like everything is brown, everything is kind of like feels like it's pulsing with veins, but with hard carapace shells, and it just looks grim. I I, I don't know, not for me. I'm sure I'm sure it'll find a lovely audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't hang out with them, but yeah, <laughs> we'll find yeah. the audience. Yeah, it's fine. You know, when Scorn comes out, I have no problem because I will not be playing that because I'm probably going to be playing Persona Five, Jonesy, because again. The snitch nailed it. Persona 3, 4, and 5 coming to Xbox consoles and Game Pass PC. And Persona 5 has always been one of those games that are like, I like JRPGs. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like JRPGs. And I kind of look at that and I'm like, 
I should really get into this. I just don't have the time. So I never kind of bought it for PS4. But Games Pass, it's free. I could dip my toe in and not feel guilty when I give up like 10 hours in. Oh, I I tried to get into um, I can't remember which Persona game it was. I tried to get into one and I just gave up. I was like, I don't even know. It would have been on. five, I imagine. Uh, yeah, maybe. And I, just, I gave up. Like, there you go. I just gave up because I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm staying in some room. <laughs> People are talking to me about weird things. I, I'm going to work and now I'm, I'm a kid and now I'm not. And now <laughs> I don't even know. I just quit. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so strange. I love that. So strange. Oh, so fucking good. Too um, old. Too old and grumpy. Can't get into it. Too old, too grumpy. That's you and me in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, needs more dragons. Needs more dragons. Look, there are there are a bunch of other cool games which we could talk about. There are a bunch of games that we weren't interested in. The last one I want to just give a shout out to is Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, which seemed like uh, Tecmo Koei's kind of take on Dark Soulsy kind of stuff i get like i'm not being very articulate it's late i'm tired my throat is getting raspy but yeah it it, it looked really interesting kind of like chinese mythology but not to be confused with wukong yeah black myth wukong black myth wukong when it first popped up i suddenly was like have they just have they sacked off that and they've started they've changed it to wo long fallen dead but no they haven't it's a completely yeah different studio yeah um but yeah it, it i'll tell you what it looks okay and i was like yeah, this looks cool. I'm not going to play it. And then they had the, you know, the title sequence, whatever, like, whoa, long, Fallen Night, like, yeah, fucking whatever. And then, and then, Jonesy, they did the classic post-credit sequence. You probably don't even know who they showed off, do you? No, I have no idea. You scumbag. That was Lou Boo, the fucking the man. And I know this from playing Dynasty Warriors way too much. Lou Boo was fucking the, the king, Jonesy. And any game with Lu Bu in it, I'm fucking all <laughs> you have for to get. it. Hell yeah, yeah! I, I just got to play it. He, he was the dude with kind of like the looked like two like giant feather bunny ears coming out of his head. Oh, okay, I I think I've seen that before, but I, I yeah, I've never played a game with him in. Oh, he's quality man. He's such a badass. He's like, yeah, oh, anything with Lu Bu on it, like sold. I used to it, like a bit you, of Dynasty Warriors as well back in the day, but it's been a, it's been oh, a long time. Dynasty Warriors was. <clears throat> Such a jam in PS2 era. Mm, it was. That was my era as well. Yeah, PS2 era. Hell yeah. But yeah, I, like, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about in Xbox? I think, you know, that's that's pretty much what we kind of like... Yeah, not really. Like, I, 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 think, I think the main thing for me about the Xbox takeaway was, and, and Jamie and I were talking about this at the time when we were doing the watch through, is the thing that makes it kind of incredible is loads of those games are on Game Pass. Like the majority of them are. Um, it's effectively going to cost you... Well, it's all Game Pass, but whether it's PC or no, some um, of, I don't think some of it was. I don't think every game on there was Game Pass, right? I don't. I think some no, of the, I think it was. I think okay. it was every single thing was on Game Pass. I have a list, and, every, I, so and I, everything that and everything that they showed is going to come out within the next twelve months. And then they, sorry, that one thing before you carry on, they did show a slide with some additional games that they said, "Hey, this is coming in twenty twenty two. This is coming in twenty twenty three. So and on that, them, so I have that slide here because yeah. that's what I was going to reference. Because so Forza Horizon Hot Wheels isn't isn't on there. Yeah, because well, sorry. it's not. It's not. They're not showing everything on there. Sorry, it's on there, but it doesn't say it's Game Pass. So that's why I was. I was a bit like it's, it's one hundred percent Game Pass. Okay, okay. So if, maybe yeah. it's just like the Callista Protocol other... they listed on there. It's not on Game Pass. Exactly. So that's the sort of stuff that they had on there as well. That yeah. Wasn't. So Callista Protocol, kind of a nice addition. 
Uh, Resident Evil 4, I was surprised to see there in that list of yours. Yes. In 2023. Uh, oh, God, what have I done here? I've lost, I've lost my little thing. <laughs> He's lost it. Uh, yes, Resident Evil 4. Um, then obviously they had like Dead Space on there as well. Benedict Fox um, was one of those who didn't talk about Cocoon. Um, yeah. Replaced. I don't know if that's going to come out because that was one of the ones that is made by the Ukrainian studio that wasn't at um, Summer Game Fest because they've God, had yeah. obviously issue with development. So I think the fact, I don't think we'll necessarily see replaced in 2023. Like we said, when we said before, games can often be bumped. So it doesn't mean that this list is, yeah. um, is necessarily going to be bang on correct. But yeah. it's the intent. The intent is there um, for all of these games to sort to drop. But it's, it's also not just 2023, it's 12 months. So... Everything yeah. they talked about should be coming out bef- before June of next year, um, which is yeah, incredible. Which is exciting, man. Yeah, it's fucking cool. And yeah, the, like, <clears throat> it, it sounds stupid to say, but when uh, there was at one point where they're like, I think it was Phil Spencer was on stage and he was saying, every single month from now until this time next year, you're going to get like a bunch of new games. And the, the reason why, and, and that kind of like really struck me, it sounds stupid because like, Again, if you reduce it to its most reductive kind of thing, you're like, oh, new games come out every month. Like, yes, that's what happens. But for some reason, it just kind of struck me that like, fuck, man, like they, they've, they've fucking figured out, they've cracked Game Pass in exactly how they want it to be. It, it, it's just this like amazing thing. I, I love it. I, I, I don't play a lot of Game Pass games for my sins, but um, you know what? I'm happy to pay that month in, month out. Because it's fucking the best deal in gaming. We are not sponsored by Microsoft. I do not know <laughs> Full Spencer. I wish I did. Uh, but yeah, there you go. I, I thought this was a fucking fantastic uh, conference, showing, uh, showcase, spectacle, whatever you want to call it. And I think like, man, Xbox year on year on year, they've smashed it for me. It's, it's, it's hard not to come across as a paid, sounding like a paid Xbox fan. Best but, deal in gaming. It's, it's, it is funny because if you told if you said to me like these games were coming out over the next two years and there was no such thing as Game Pass, I probably would have said, oh, this show is okay, but it wasn't like anything special. But the, when you it's the package, it's the Microsoft package that they're managing to develop. It's the fact that they're like, these games were coming out in 12 months and you're going to be able to play all of them and it's going to cost you like the equivalent of a uh, hundred quid, which is, which is a, like we already said in the um, uh, just a guy's sort of Conway, he was saying, Oh, if you want to get the, the um, uh, last of us part one remake, it's going to cost you $70. Yeah. Game part for, and for the same amount of money, you know, um, or a little bit more, sorry, for like a hundred dollars, you could play um, all the games we've talked about, which is cut, which is yeah. mad. It's great. Yeah. So I, no, I think Xbox have done a great job. I think they're doing very well with them. Um, curating good content and, and putting out good shows and, and a great 12 months ahead. Hell yeah. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. And there's more to come, Jonesy. In fact, as we were recording this, there was a Dragon's Dogma 10-year anniversary stream, which took place at the exact same time as the Final Fantasy VII 25th year anniversary stream with a whole bunch of details. So I have, obviously we haven't watched it, um, we're not going to pause and watch it because we've been recording for just under two hours now. <laughs> it's, you know, we're, we're tired. We need to go to bed. But I'll, you know, we, why don't we, we do this sometimes. We just do the kind of like quick hot takes, right? So from the Dragon Dog, Dragon's Dogma thing, Dragon's Dogma 2 is in development. It is confirmed. I'm sure 
Tens of people are happy about that. That's, <laughs> that's harsh. People who played Dragon Dogs, Dragon's Dogma really fucking loved it. And towards the end of ATG's lifespan, we did a six list on Dragon's Dogma on like what was one of the most underrated classics or whatever it was that got a lot of traction and a lot of love. So clearly people have a lot of love for that game. And now there's going to be a sequel. No, yeah, yeah, which is which is great. I'm, I'm all, even if I'm not into a game or a series. Every time you hear about something coming out that, that the fans can get into, obviously that's that's a that's a bonus just, yeah. and a positive for them. I just want fandoms to be happy, except for Five Nights at Freddy's fandom. <laughs> those guys. Um, then on the Final <coughs> Fantasy side of things, okay, I'm I'm just reading headlines off my Twitter. Okay, so forgive <laughs> me, but um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is launching on. Is that Steam. not out yet? Oh, on Steam. On right. Steam, launching, right. well, tomorrow. So it would have launched already when you listen to this podcast. Then, let's see, lots of information. It's Steam Deck verified. That's good. They shot the merch. Part two yet? Well, let's let's get there. Uh, new <laughs> first, first Soldier trailer, which is that weird mobile um, Battle Royale. Then Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which was a remake of the original Final Fantasy VII without doing what they did in the PS4 remake of altering the story, but it's like a collection of it and it's for mobile. Right. And it looks really good, but it's also like really weird. And why they're doing that, we just don't know. Um, Crisis Core is being remastered, Jonesy. Do you remember what Crisis Core was? No. no. <laughs> Crisis Core was a follow-up to Final Fantasy VII. That were, or was actually a prequel right. to Final Fantasy VII, which was available on the PSP. So that's getting a remake now mad uh called final fantasy 7 crisis core reunion unless that's something else i don't know um it seems like they are showing off part two uh is it called final fantasy 7 rebirth you see this is the fucking confusing thing there are so oh, many just names for just things. follow it <clears throat> yeah and like does final fantasy 7 rebirth mean is that what final fantasy part two is I don't know. I have not. I've, and if it is, are they not calling it part two? So there's going to be Final Fantasy VII. Part one. Remake rebirth. part one. And then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It's just nothing, nothing makes sense, which is very on brand for Square Enix. Uh, but Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is available next winter. That's good that they're confirming something. Still fucking far away from Final Fantasy part one. Yeah, you're right. Final Fantasy seven part remake part two is called final fantasy seven rebirth and it comes out next year okay but this uh, winter 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 of 23 sorry yeah winter of 23 which is which is fine that that works for me but how how has it taken them that long to get part two of the final final fantasy seven remake done like what are they doing mate i i don't understand it like i i had said it before like they should have had the trailer for part two available um, six months after they released Final Fantasy VII yeah, remake. Part I, one. I completely agree. Like one hundred percent. They completely lost. Like even if it took them this amount of time, it like they just should have had that. It's mental to me. And and like I remember when Final Fantasy VII came out, they were like, "Oh, we didn't ex- expect people <coughs> to have really kind of like taken to it as as well as they did." And I'm like, "You idiot! It's the only thing people have been asking for of your studio since." Final Fantasy VII original. Well, it's it's like almost four years if it comes out in winter of twenty three, since part one came out. Like that is such a bizarre way to do that. I 
You know when they say winter? Yeah. This is the odd thing about it, right? They mean, they mean end of the year. Yeah, because there's technically two winters in the year, right? Yeah, there's beginning of the year and end of the year. Yeah. But they never mean the beginning of the year. They always mean end of the year. Because that's like spring. Yeah, I, I guess. guess, yeah. Because I guess if they said this winter, it would be that that particular winter going yeah. into 2023. And I don't think they mean... Because it would only be January, I guess. No. Yeah. I guess it could be January or February. January or Feb. But there's yeah, actually... No, there's, be- there's more winter at the beginning of the year <laughs> than there is the end of the yeah. year. But winter is sucks. the end of the year, right? So. That, that's why I want, I want to be rich enough, Jonesy. We've got, to, we've got to pump the, this patron for all it's worth, okay? Because I want to live the lifestyle. I, I don't need, like, fancy cars. I don't need this, that, that, other. All I want to do is be able to create content remotely, okay? Which is what we could do, okay? So if Patreon supports us in that way that I don't need to have a day job, and this is my day job, fucking glorious, work wherever I want, and then I can follow summer, I can be in summer in the Northern Hemisphere. As soon as it starts getting like old and sour, just go to the Southern Hemisphere, baby. Summer all over again. Patreons, you heard heard it here first. Uh, Chris's plan is to squeeze Patreon for all it's worth so that he can can chase the sun around the globe. Always summer. I'll document it for them. I'll I'll, I'll do Chris's travelogue. Always summer. Going back to the Final Fantasy stuff, Jonesy. One thing that I am very happy that they've announced, and who knows, you know, fucking plans change, and this is Square Enix, and they do the fucking weirdest shit ever instead of easy wins. But they've done an easy win here, fucking for the first time in maybe a decade, okay? Because they've said that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is part of a trilogy, which means, because that was a big question, how many parts of Final Fantasy VII Remake are there going to be? There's going to be three parts. Hold on, though. Is it yes. Final oh, Fantasy why, why, why VII Part yeah. 1 and then, yeah. so that's Final Fantasy VII Part 1 and then Rebirth Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. So it's 4. No, 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 no. They, there's, a, there's a graphic here that they, I'm looking at. Okay. And he's talking about it being a trilogy and there are three logos. Okay. The first logo says Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Okay. The second logo is there that they've just revealed which says Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then there's a third logo that's like grayed out and it doesn't have a name on it, but you can see it's the Final Fantasy VII with the comet. So this is the trilogy. So we've already right. played part one of so the trilogy. So they've sacked off part, but they've sacked off the, na- the part one part. So now it's Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah, like Revengeance. <laughs> yeah, Re. And they're going to get Hide- Hideo Kojima to direct it. You heard it here first. Final Fantasy VII Revengeance. Revengeance. Starring Raiden. You, you start playing as Cloud, but halfway through you realize it's not Cloud, <laughs> it's Raiden. Well, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm really happy with that news. Like, on, honestly, Jonesy, judging by how Square Enix have been going, when they announced that they were having this 25th year anniversary stream, I was like, I know what's going to happen. We are going to be the clowns because we're going to think they're going to talk about part two. And they won't. And all they're going to do is be like, oh yeah, we're having a worldwide orchestral event and you can go to like the fucking Royal Albert Hall and listen, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I love shit like that, but it's not games. And I was fully, fully, fully prepared to have egg all over my face. <laughs> and it's weird I'm, when they don't mention the thing. They just don't mention it. And you're like, the thing? And they're like, no, nah. <laughs> orchestra, yeah. no, nah. what? 
Mention the thing. Ooh. I hate when they do that. This is interesting. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion coming to PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, X Xbox One. So this is the and P- this is the PSP remake. Yeah, the PSP remake. Right. Okay. But coming on Switch <clears throat> is a nice kind of thing. I yeah, hope it's cool. not a fucking cloud version because that would be really fucking annoying. Oh, and here we go. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura confirms that some of the Final Fantasy VII remake development staff is already working on the third game. Which is what they should have done for the part two. Yeah, fucking way to get with the fucking program. Hey, guys, we had this really out-the-box idea, but we're going to start making part three right off the back of part two, (laughs) and we're not going to take two years off. So, mind blown. And for what it's worth... um, Official PR refers to Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion as a remaster, not a remake. That's interesting. Man. So so much is happening. So a PSP remaster on the PlayStation 5. Maybe skip that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fuck it up. Oh, God. But yeah, like uh, the Dragon's Dogma stuff as well, because that's Capcom. And a lot of people have been like, oh, Summer of Capcom, Summer of Capcom. In our previous... um, uh, podcast, we we wondered, like, did Capcom save, like, uh, Summer Games <laughs> Fest? And now they're just going from strength to strength, right? Like, with all the Resident Evil Village stuff, like, the third-person perspective, the, the and I don't know, it wasn't called Rule of Rose, but it was something Rose. Um, the VR stuff, the uh, updates to Resi 2 remake, Resi 3 remake, the Resi 4 remake news, the VR stuff for that, uh, the upgrades for easy seven like it's just mental capcom are fucking nailing it yeah because they're all live now as well i think all those up all those uh current gen upgrades which is great yeah, yeah. yeah capcom kind of mad. capcom feeling feeling good about themselves i'm sure they are at the moment you know who's not feeling good about themselves ubisoft <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're trying bless, they're ubisoft. Tr- bless them they're trying okay they're they're fucking up left right and center releasing subpar games that no one seems to care about but they're still clinging on to it and they're like Hey, get ready because there's going to be an event in September talking about the future of Assassin's Creed. Uh, my guess, they're cancelling Assassin's Creed. The series is dead. <laughs> they're like, they just go, we, we can't be asked anymore. We gave it to fucking Ubisoft Mumbai and they just said, nah, and we don't want to pick it up again. So yeah, they, fuck it. They're changing their name to Ubisoft Tom Clancy and everything <laughs> they do will only be... Or Punk Tom Clancy. Everything they do will be Punky Tom Clancy. And, oh, with the, with the Creed, punk rock. Yeah. Doesn't punk fit. rock aesthetic, yeah. I like it. Tom Clancy of the punk rock aesthetic. Punk rock aesthetic, because that is where their for, business needs to go. Are you ready for Assassin's Creed mosh pit? <laughs> mosh, that would... Do you imagine? Imagine they came out and were like, the most ultimate punk rock mosh pit you've ever been to. It's yeah. Assassin's Creed. You play as an assassin in 1980s Berlin. <laughs> in in <laughs> Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed <laughs> Berlin punk rock city. Yeah. Punk Rock City. Fucking, I love it. Jonesy, I, I think that's a, as good a place as ever to, to end what, uh, surprisingly, has become a two-hour-plus uh, podcast. It has. The people are going to be happy with that. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. should be, because we've been putting in the hours. It's uh, 25 minutes past midnight now, and I still have work to go to tomorrow, and then I have my son's birthday on Saturday, so I'm going to be screwed. But uh, it's all it's all for the patrons, baby. It's not only about getting me to follow the sun. It's about something in return <laughs> for you lovely people. I, I love it, Josie. Like, I love 
uh, week in, week out, if I can attend, uh, recording this podcast with you and Jamie and talking about games. It's like, honestly, a highlight of my week. So I just want to end this podcast with a heartfelt thank you for everything that you bring to the table. Cheers, mate. And thank you to you as well. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being the host of this podcast. This week. Hey, hey, Jonesy, thank you for being a friend. With that, Jonesy, we need a um, code word. Uh, I, what about Punk Rock City? Punk Rock. I, I was thinking either Punk Rock City to, or give a, a a name for what the next Assassin's Creed will be following on from that kind of like mosh pit punk rock aesthetic. Oh, I like it. Or you could just very simply or, type uh, smel- Smelly Norman. What about, you have to try and guess. So we've got Remake, Rebirth. What is the part three of um Yeah. A final Regurgitation. Re it's gonna be re <laughs> reflux. Reflux. Uh yeah. <laughs> I don't I can't think of any. Reurination. Rennies. It's it's the start of a new um, partnership. Yeah. Because you know Final Fantasy love doing like, oh, we got pot noodles and shit. Like, yeah, Rennies. Oh, Just- imagine if games start coming out with like branded deals. So you get like so Assassin's Creed is like Assassin's Creed Mars Bar. <laughs> like they just did like that would be so shit yeah Let, actually I like that Let, tell us what you think the next Assassin's Creed like subtitle will be called um, and with that hey thank you so much for joining us uh, for listening if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice or watching us on YouTube don't forget to give a thumbs up like comment subscribe or that shit I, it's been such a long time since I've had to show for that stuff Jonesy I, I don't remember so I think I'm just going to end it here and say thank you for watching and see ya. See ya.